is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine and on podcasts across the world. Is it Big Voice Voice Guy Day today? I don't know. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. You know, you know it's going to happen. You know you're going to get in a car accident if you're somebody that rides your bicycle, rides your motorcycle. Maybe you got hurt at work. Your friend, your mom, your sister, your neighbor. Make sure you tell them to go to The Advocates where you never pay a penny to talk to an attorney Chat online for free right now at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Uh, fresh off of a three over uh, 69 this morning. Ho ho. ho ho! Had a good round of golf today with the new PXG clubs. We're all here for it. Playing in a charity golf tournament tomorrow morning. That's going to be amazing. New video coming out, you know, you know, don't sell the lead or anything here. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a PXG video coming out for you, but a lot to get to today on the show. Uh, glad everybody is here real quick because we're just about to surpass 37 or excuse me, 36,000 subscribers. Let me shout out some of our uh, our first viewers today. Raider Mark says, hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. What's going on? Force Ghost Fabio. Hey, guys. What's up, uh, Big Blue Horses? <laughs> hey, man, you should see a doctor about Who that. Who the f*** is that guy? <laughs> Cal Athletics are basically bankrupt. Does it really matter what they do? Oh, my friend, it absolutely matters what they do. That is our lead story today. Is California actually going to the ACC? Starting to hear rumors and rumblings from sources of ours that Cal is not exactly a done deal to the ACC. Now, let's not get this twisted. I think at the end of the day, Cal winds up in the ACC. But the biggest question here is who's going to subsidize that? Cal Berkeley has a massive financial hole to dig itself out of. Memorial Stadium, where Cal Berkeley plays football, uh, is a money suck because there is so much debt on top of that stadium, which they rebuilt about a decade ago now, the issue becomes what will the UC, the University of California Board of Regents, who oversees all education uh, at the college level in California, do next week when its Board of Regents meet next Tuesday? The answer probably is hand a large bill on an annual basis to UCLA. But Jake, does it really make a lot of sense for Cal Athletics to live and die on the financial capability of UCLA to pay its bills? Yeah, I mean, I think that's tough. I think that that's a situation where you're you're you know sitting here in Cal's shoes and you're trying to get to a better a better place, a better situation, you know, just a better overall picture for your brand and yet you're sitting here having to wait for yet another institution to help you. And I, and I think that's kind of the thing that really stands out with this ACC expansion situation is that you have so many schools in the conversation that need help. I, I mean, again, like Stanford, I guess, doesn't necessarily need help, but Stanford needs a home. And in that sense, they need help. Cal needs a home. 
Cal needs help with money. Like, Cal needs help with a lot of different things. So so they're on that list. I look at SMU, they're on that list. So, yeah, is is it great that Cal needs UCLA to help them do X, Y, and Z? No, that's not good. And I think that in realignment and specifically ACC expansion, you look at this situation and, and, and the schools that – that are are joining our are you know these three that really are part of a bigger picture because again i go back to this concept of the have and the have nots the haves don't need help right you, you sc ucla like all these schools that got into a new conference don't need any help because they make a bunch of money they do well in football like everything's everything's the way it should be and then you have this other group of schools that were power five caliber that are not in a good place and do need help and seemingly are always in the middle of, hey, where are you going here? Why are you going there? How are we going to pay yeah. for this building renovation? Or what are we feeding the kids at lunch this day? Like, that's what I feel like we're always talking about with Cal. Now, Stanford's a little bit different because of the endowment. It's much more of a premise thing, much more of a, hey, we don't really care about athletics as much as other schools. So this is why we find ourselves in this situation. Okay, they're a one-off example. But I just think that there's a lot of desperation in this conversation. There's a lot of these schools that have been put in bad positions because, like, like Cal is a, is a good example of an institution that, you know, wanted to restore or, or rejuvenate their football facilities because they knew at some point their football team had to get better. Their football team has to pay the bills for all the other sports. Yet here we are sitting here talking about a massive debt load because you renovated your football stadium and you still don't win football games. And you're trying to now find a new home because your conference burned to the ground under that very same management style. And now you're left to just kind of sit on your hands and hope. And I think that's what's difficult for Cal. That's the problem with the situation. Well, I also think there is a significant amount of dysfunction in in this board of regents. I think we've seen this before. You know, funny funny enough, it's when UCLA was trying to get to the Big 10 and the California Board of Regents was doing everything they could do to try and, you know, stop that move with George Klyovkov's infamous back of the envelope calculations and all of the the ridiculous misinformation that was being used to try and undermine UCLA's ability to leave the conference. I think Cal is in a very different situation. I think most people in this situation would like to see Cal end up in the ACC. And I'm told that it's probably 90-10 that that happens. And I'm also told that the California Board of Regents is not trying to stop that move. They're trying to pay for that move. And I think that is a significant part of this equation because if you're Cal, I don't know how you afford the travel and the infrastructure costs that's coming with this move to the ACC. And, you know, the bigger issue here is I don't believe that UCLA can singularly cover those shortfalls. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars that you simply don't have access to anymore and you're not going to have access to for probably three years coming. That's a long time, especially when you're trying to pay off debt load for your football stadium. So I don't think this is easy, but Jake, I also think, Cal's going to the ACC. I don't see any way this doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's about finding whatever the path is going to be financially because, again, it, this is all about finances. I mean, again, if Cal wasn't in debt load, we wouldn't even be having this conversation today. But but they are, and and they do need help. And, and I think that the, the real question I feel like that's kind of on the forefront of college football is, like, 
How much weight do we put into heritage brand versus dying business model in current day? Like Cal is this brand that obviously is in California and has some nice little heritage to it and obviously is an educational power and like has these nice things about it. Right. But ultimately the business model and the way they've done things isn't isn't really providing them success. And so it, it, it's this conversation of like, yeah, Cal's cool. And obviously their education is always going to be fine, but who's going to be the first school that used to play sports? Like if five years from now, Washington State doesn't play sports yeah. anymore, who's going to be that first school that says, you know what? Yeah, we just, we're, we're just not that guy, pal. Like We're Stanford. not that guy, pal. Yeah, like, like Stanford. Hey, Stanford gets this huge, this bad name for not being good in football. But nobody ever wants to talk about the fact that they have one of the best athletic departments in the country. So Stanford's that guy in the room that's like, yeah, dude, like, you know, I, I roll up in my Honda Civic wearing a hoodie, but I own a, own a billion-dollar tech company, and I have all this kind of money. That's who Stanford is in the room. And then you've got Cal who just can't seem to figure it out. And that's what's tough. Like, I, I don't – sometimes I wonder why are we so desperate to have some of these brands get into a Power 5 conference? Maybe they're not a fit. I don't know. Like, maybe we should just get it out there and say it, be uncomfortable with it. Like, maybe Cal or maybe – like, like I love this concept of, hey, Oregon State's not a fit in a Power 5 conference, but Cal somehow – Hat just has to be rubber stamped into the ACC. That's what I think is really interesting about realignment and expansion. We just sort of one-off brands, even though Oregon State's got new facilities, even though Oregon State's in a much better financial position, even though Oregon State has a better football program. Like, yet we just don't want to talk about them. That's what's funny to me. I, 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 I guess I'm just in a different place. I feel like you're in a position where... I think this is life or death for Cal Athletics. And I'm not trying to be dramatic about it. This is an athletic program that lives and dies on football wins. And I think you hired Mark Matson, and I think that is a that is a really good move for your basketball program. I I I, I think what he did at Utah Valley UVU was spectacular. But basketball, to steal Jake's terminology, Basketball's the butter, not the bread. The bread is football. <laughs> the bread is football here. And there's no doubt about the fact that Cal football continues to be disappointing. And whether you fire Wilcox or not at the end of the year as the head coach at Cal, it almost doesn't matter because you have got to find a way to play in big games. And these non-conference paydays, Cal has no access to that. Nobody wants to see Cal football. If we're being brutally honest, and I'm not trying to, to, to pigeonhole Cal into any kind of death sentence no matter where they go, but it almost feels that way. Until California, the Golden Bears, start winning big-time football games and start competing for top half even of their conference, now the Pac-12, soon to be the ACC, what does any of this matter? Because they're going to be a cesspool of of. I don't know what's the right way to say it. A cesspool of what's wrong with college football and these major conferences we talk about because half of the teams in the SEC right now are not exactly printing athletic money. And I, I know that I pick on Vanderbilt a lot, but when's the last time you were like, hot damn, Vandy's on, gotta go watch that game. 
Meanwhile, <coughs> Deion Sanders shows up at Colorado and all of a sudden two really bad teams a month ago, Colorado and, and Nebraska. Well, it turns out Deion's 2-0 and and 8.8 million people watched that game. <laughs> but yet Cal can't draw 600,000. Cal can't draw fans to come and watch the game. But Prime at Colorado is sold out for the year. Do you, like, do you see that the, how this script has been flipped? You either want to make money or you want to be Cal. And that's why I say maybe Cal is the best example of what's wrong with college athletics right now. You decided that you weren't going to do everything you could possibly do to win, even when, if you even go back to the names like Jeff Tedford at Cal, right? That was probably the last time that Cal was like, yep, we are committed. We're all in. You weren't all in for Sonny Dykes. That's why he's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. You've had opportunities to win, and you've let Coach Wilcox just be an average football coach and done nothing about it. And now all of a sudden the conference melted down, and half of the people in the Pac-12 are like, well, shit, what are we going to do now? We're broke. Well, guess what, Cal? You're going to be broke because you're not making more money. You're spending more money, and you can push – UCLA into trying to subsidize you all you want, but I got news for you. It doesn't matter because you're not going to the ACC to win the conference. You're never going to be Clemson. You're never going to be Florida State. You're never going to be North Carolina in football. Never. And now the other thing that I think a lot of people haven't wanted to recognize, look at what Mario Cristobal is doing at Miami. Thanks. Look at what they're doing at Miami. All of a sudden he's winning games he wasn't supposed to win. Jimbo Fisher be damned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, the ACC is a little better than most people thought. And I don't think this move for Cal makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Now, am I telling you that they should go the way of Oregon State or Washington State? I'm not. I'm not. But maybe the crown jewel that was left in the Pac-12 wasn't Cal and Stanford. Maybe it was Oregon. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or Oregon State, excuse me. Maybe that's the reality of it. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, I, and again, I think that you know there are a lot of people who just, who just want to – who just want to say like, hey, you know, Cal's a heritage brand and, and they should be in a conference. Well, I'm getting a little tired of that because ultimately, and we're going to have a whole conversation a little later in the program about ESPN and Spectrum and yeah. how you want to watch your sports and all that good stuff, right? But just put that on the back burner while we're having this conversation and think about, hey, when's the last time you actually watched Cal athletics of any variety. Dude, I can't because I can't even I can't pull it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you the last like forget like going out of my way to watch it. I can't tell you the last time I even just ran into it. I, I, I literally don't know. Like I, I don't know. And and that's what troubles me is like like wow, like I watched Oregon State last year. I watched Oregon State make it possible for Utah to win the yeah, Pac twelve last year. Right? Like, I watched that game. So, like, with Oregon State, I can at least say, yeah, dude, like, you guys are the troublemakers in the Pac-12 on the football field. Nobody wants to give you credit, and you're out here punching people in the mouth. Like, I love that. But you just can't get pushed. And so it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder, do people hate Oregon because of the status and because of the college football playoff that they never made? Like, can is that why you hate Oregon? But then when we get to Oregon State, you... Also hate them because they don't do marketing and you yeah. don't know who coaches them and you have no idea who they're athletic. Like, like there's so much like hypocrisy in the conversation. And that's why I say whether you hate programs like SC or Oregon, 
or Mac Brown at UNC, like whoever you want to point to. The big boys are the big boys because they're consistently winning. And the only reason that Stanford can do what Stanford's doing is because they got bread. That's it. That's literally it. Yeah, I am, I am continually, continually, I don't know, shocked. I'm tired of saying stunned and shocked. But I'll be honest with you. It's shocking to me that the Pac-12 fell apart and schools like Washington State are like, oh, now what? <laughs> I didn't see this one coming. <laughs> like, what do you mean you didn't see but, it coming, dude? That's how they're acting. It is. And so when I look at Cal, you have debt, you're not making money, and you're insolvent athletically. Well, why is that? Because you don't win on the field and the court. <coughs> you don't have Stanford's endowment. You're up the freeway in the Bay Area, and you don't have Stanford's endowment. Because it's garbage. You, you're You're... You're not, nobody's on par with Stanford academically, but you're close. You're an, absolutely an institution of higher learning. But you don't even need to be Stanford academically to be in a better place. That's yeah. the sad part about it. Like, everyone wants to say, oh, Stanford's all world. We could never be them. Well, last time I checked, nobody said you had to be Stanford. Last time I checked, nobody nobody's saying, hey, be Stanford or be dead. Nobody's be Stanford or that, be dead. Right? Like, nobody's saying that about Cal. And, and I have to agree. The the I guess I guess we'll call it ignorance or maybe ignorant. I mean, what whatever you want to call it, like just being naive about the fact that the conference is burning down and you're going to be put in a very vulnerable position yeah, more than you already were is incredible. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know if it's naive. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But every time we talk about a, a university in the Pac-12, that's just un, they can't believe it's happening to them. And this time it's Cal. I. I are we the only two? I mean, I know we're just a couple of hacks on YouTube, but are you telling me that we're the only two that for the better part of a year have been hitting the panic button repeatedly and saying, hey, you're screwed. Hey, by the way, you're screwed. Eight months, you're going to be screwed. I'm going to hit the panic. And you're like, nah, bro, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Oh, hey, by the way, it happened. Oh, man, what do it's you mean? It's going to go into crisis lockdown what? mode here at the house. It happened. What happened? Exactly. Exactly. And... It's why USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington and Utah and Nebraska look at look at look at teams on the lower end in these big conferences. And I bring up Nebraska specifically. Nebraska's been irrelevant for a decade until mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. When Trev Alberts came back several years ago and now he hired Matt Rule. Why is Colorado not irrelevant? Because now they have flipped the script on academics and they've said, hey, we're gonna make it a little easier to get athletes in. By the way, I think we're gonna hire Louie. We're gonna hire a new. Him. We're gonna hire a new head coach, and it's gonna be Louis. By the way, can I just while we're talking about Dion? Because I know I'm the Dion guy in the show, right? Like I'm, I'm the guy. You who, definitely. I, are. I'm the guy that five months ago was saying that Dion's gonna do great things, and everyone wanted to call me stupid, right? So that's me. Well, that hasn't changed. I know, I know that hasn't changed. Can I just say the absolute highlight reel of things Dion said is truly getting incredible. I mean, Why? The guy, what do you mean? The guy just has like. It used to be, oh, it's Dion, man, it's Dion. Like, you know, that's just his style. But, you know, when he rolled in in that first speech ever and said, yeah, I'm coming and, and I'm bringing my Louis. baggage and it's Louie. And now that baggage known as Shador Sanders and Shiloh Sanders looks really nice right now. Like Shador, Shador has come through and, and I just think that, that the Pac-12 needed to do something like this five years ago. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Speaking of the highlight reel, I think this is a really important conversation too. 
while you will listen to Coach Prime, be Coach Prime, ask yourself this question too. Is Deion Sanders the proof that the transfer portal is good for college football? We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Okay. What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me, so you can't break me. You didn't build me, so you can't kill me. I, I, you know what? God, God established me, so you ain't nothing you can do to me. I, I've been dealing with this foolishness since Pee Wee football, man. I've been him. I've been a difference maker, a game changer. I've been that guy. So what will change now that I'm coaching? Not a darn thing. I'm not even playing the game, and you got an opinion of me. I'm not even on the field. But I'm pretty sure I get every darn coach I'm playing against, head coaches, <laughs> and anything you want to do. But I, 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 I love it, but I don't care. And I wish the world thought like that. I don't have time to enjoy the moment. I don't, uh, <laughs> Santa don't have time. You know, he got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. Okay, <laughs> that's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going and uh, make sure we stay on the right path and make sure we're locked in and we're focused on the right things. Make sure we're practicing adequately. Make sure we're giving it our all. Making sure we're making the right adjustments and doing the playing the proper personnel. So it's a lot. It's, it's a lot driving this train. It's not easy. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I, I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? That bull junk you wrote. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is. I think it is remarkable that Deion Sanders has completely flipped the script. First of all, again, if you don't like Deion Sanders, if you're not, if you are not a fan of Deion, I don't understand what you are a fan of. Who hurt you? through all that. Who hurt you, sir? If you are not a fan of Deion Sanders, because I think Deion is very good for the for the game of college football. I think the fact he's 2-0 and makes him even better. Yeah. But I also think this conversation about Deion Sanders validating the, the, the effectiveness, if you will, of the transfer portal is 100% right on. And it's, it's funny. We found, found ourselves this week talking about the Sabinator yeah. and, and the way that he does not embrace the transfer portal. And I ask myself, if Nick Saban had the transfer portal philosophy that Deion Sanders has, dude, would Alabama ever lose a game? No. And I would have to say, no, they probably would never lose a game. But but Nick Saban doesn't see that. And I'm curious if Nick Saban, who is very good friends with Deion Sanders, they have a very close relationship. Now, both of them have talked about this. Does Deion Sanders having success in the transfer portal change the way Nick Saban looks at it? And I believe that Nick Saban is one of the best leaders, innovators, and operators in college football. And so I have to believe that he will see what Deion Sanders is doing, and I think he will have to get far more aggressive in the portal. 
I think he will. Be, and, and I'm not saying Jalen Milrow is never a star quarterback. He's not a star quarterback today. He's not on par with anybody in the SEC. He's not good enough to maneuver Alabama into the college football playoff. Thanks. And maybe this is the bag slap that Nick Saban needs to realize and to wake up to that the transfer portal is just part of what college football is now. But I have to tell you, I, I'm somebody that I haven't always loved the transfer portal. But again, I think Deion Sanders has showed you how valuable it is. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, the, the first thing that everyone needs to understand about Nick Saban is he's the benchmark, right? Love him, hate him. It doesn't even matter how you feel about Nick Saban. He truly is the measuring stick, right? So, like, you know, hey, uh, when, when, when David Pollock on ESPN wanted to run out there that Kirby is now better than Nick Saban. Right or that or that this guy Saban. was better or whatever. You notice it's always Nick Saban. He's always yes. in the middle of it because yes. he is the benchmark. He is the measuring stick. So when Nick Saban sees Dion go two and zero against notable programs, not not national championship caliber programs anymore, right? Like yeah. obviously we've talked about TCU, but Nebraska's no slouch, right? With Matt Rule, they they they're doing some things like. That's a respectable program, yeah. And then, you know, you look at the TV viewership and you start to understand, okay, yeah, Colorado, Nebraska with 8 million plus, like, that's a legit number. That's a big they boy number. They were 30,000 viewers behind Alabama. That's how close. And you cannot tell me that that number is not related to, to Coach Prime at Colorado. That was a 10 a.m. game in Boulder. 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. He had his kids ready and they clearly went to work 10 a.m. And they almost had the most watched game of the week. Yeah. And then look at the fall off to A&M in Miami. It's 4.7 million viewers. So wait, let me get this right. You've got more talent. You've got more people watching. You've got more people buying. You've got more people going to Spectrum, Charter, ESPN, Disney, being pissed they couldn't watch the game. Yep. You've got more people talking about Colorado, Nebraska, and talking about football, and talking about the NFL, and talking about ESPN. Anybody notice where ESPN's going to be? Every one of their shows will originate live from on Friday. Hmm. Folsom Field in Boulder. Do you believe? Yeah. ESPN is going to Boulder to do their shows. Pat McAfee, um, the the Stephen A. Smith first argument take. show, first take. They're going to Boulder on Friday, and it and it's wild. Yeah, it's wild, man. And all of this because he's two and zero. It starts as Coach Prime, right? But then how much controversy was there that he was blowing dudes out of, of Colorado and people were like, oh, this guy doesn't yeah, care guys, about people. Bro, you remember you remember the parents that were threatening to, to sue and like make all these issues because he was praying with players. He allegedly was making people pray. Like we remember all this offseason drama and now all that's gone because what happens? Winning cures all. So the only question is what's going to happen when you lose to Oregon? And then what's going to happen when you lose two weeks in a row to SC? But all of a sudden, the ESPN's putting you on in primetime. They're putting you on at 8 p.m. You're on, you're on ESPN. You're the game that night, Saturday night. You're the game. That's what the transfer portal's done. Anybody know where Alabama's playing this week? 
Any anybody anybody? Somebody? Um anybody um right off the top of your head. South Florida. Um uh that game's at 1.30 in the afternoon on ABC. Colorado, Colorado State's in prime time. Alabama, South Florida is in the middle of the afternoon. It's wild. It's yeah. wild. And I put a I put a whole lot of this on the transfer portal. I put a whole lot of this on realignment. I put a whole lot of this on everything involving Deion Sanders. Yeah, and I think that, you know, obviously the transfer portal's turned into a thing where it's like, you know, you either embrace it or you don't. And for those who embrace it, like Dion does, you're obviously reaping the benefits. I, I would look at Lincoln Riley. His team's better. And nobody wants to say that, but they are better than they were last year. And and I think that it, 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 everyone wants to kind of kind of pigeonhole it into it's the young coaches versus the old coaches. I disagree with that. It's the it's the more open mind versus the closed mind. Nick Saban's been doing this a long time. A long time. He feels like he knows how to win. He's got the formula, and largely, I would agree with that. But then when you throw in a wrench called the transfer portal and then you combine that with NIL, the game changes. You got to reevaluate your formula. You got to figure out, okay, how can I go in and how can I be dominant in the transfer portal and bring in the right kids, right? It's what Nick Saban always says. Got to get the right, the right butts and the right seats on the bus. That's, that's his old saying. And this year that clearly didn't happen. And so to me, I, I just look at this and I say, hey, Dion – just uh, like for me now, now that he's two and zero, and now that their program is where it's at, you just got to get to bowl eligibility. Anything after that is a cherry on top, dude. If Dion runs into eight wins this year, look out! I, oh I mean, my god, dude! If he runs into eight wins in his first year, you think this transfer portal year was crazy? You better watch out for next year because that's going to get even worse. You know what I wonder? I wonder how quickly the bandwagon empties out when they lose a game. How quickly? Because now everybody thinks, and I agree their offense is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I wonder how good their defense is going to be. When you start running into, like you talked about, the yeah. Oregon CSCs, the top, the cream of the crop in the Pac-12, which right now is pretty flipping good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the only thing working against Colorado right now. Like, You've played TCU, Nebraska, and now you're going to play Colorado State before you get into the big boys. So you, you don't have the luxury of saying, hey, we just beat Bama or we just played Texas or like so so the question's gonna be what happens, no matter who it's against, what happens when you lose the first time? Yes. Like whether whether and I and I, I think it's multiple categories. What happens to the fan base? Well I think the fan base will stick with it because I don't think they're gonna get schlacked. Certainly. I, I they may lose by two, three touchdowns to either Oregon or SC because of the defense, but you're gonna be in those games. You're not gonna be fifty six to ten. That's just not going to be the case. So, so that's that's what I wonder about. How, how does it bounce back? But I think, yeah, the portal to me has obviously transformed college football, and I think that for those who embrace it, it's a very good thing. I, I mean, you're talking about a Colorado football program that was one and eleven, dude. We need to stop fighting change because we we do it all the time. That we're going to talk, try and talk about this NBA rule today uh, about resting players. We have to have a rule to stop NBA teams from resting their best players on national TV nights. Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next question. You look at Major League Baseball, the the shift in the pitch clock, and you, I, I, I think the two minute clock rule. 
for I, college football. Yeah, I because th- the two minute clock has led to a lot more throwing and a lot more explosiveness. Because you know that you have to take opportunities because you're probably getting two two less possessions. So my feeling is this this transfer portal thing. If you are the one guy that I worry about most with the transfer portal is Dabo Sweeney, and I know you're probably t- tired of talking about I Dabo. Mean, it's a big question mark. Uh, but it's not very good. I know we and, and we talk about it all the time. And they don't have a single quarterback yet. Sam Hartman, who was at Vandy, did he go to Clemson? No. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Notre Dame, our mother. That's where he went. And he's having an unbelievable season. We built this program on NIL. And it's not at Clemson. And, and I just I just ask myself, and I'm not saying that a guy like a Keaton Slovis or a Sam Hartman, even or whoever you want to point to, Shador Sanders was never going anywhere but where Prime was, right? But I look at the quarterbacks who have moved around, DJ Uyunglele, and I say, is there not a team outside of Oregon State? Because there's a lot of people who believe Oregon State was it. Are you telling me that when you look at the quarterbacks who moved around and who are being productive right now, Jaden Rashada at Arizona State. Um, Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart. Caleb Williams wasn't going anywhere but SC, where, where Lincoln Riley was. Mm-hmm. But Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. My guy, Jackson Dart. Yeah, Bo Nix. Are you, are, are you telling me that he wouldn't be an absolute juggernaut at Alabama? If Jackson Dart went to Alabama, are you telling me he wouldn't be a juggernaut? Are you oh, t- DJ Uyunglele at Alabama? Sam Hartman at Alabama. I think everybody that you just listed would be better than Milrow was. Absolutely, absolutely. And I it, so, and I say all of this because the teams that are like, oh my God, are they gonna? Is this where it ends? Clemson and, and Alabama are probably the two best examples. Two dudes that don't want to use the transfer portal. In God's name, image, and likeness. They don't. Like Brant Keithy today at uh, Utah said he's just not ready to play. Brant Keithy today went on the local ESPN station in Salt Lake City and said, don't you think I wanted to be out there against Florida and Baylor? Don't you think I wanted revenge on Florida? Well, who's his head coach? Well, his head coach is Kyle Whittingham, who hasn't exactly embraced the transfer portal. Now, he's embraced it a hell of a lot more than Nick Saban and, and you know, name, image, and likeness down there in Clemson. We built this program on right? NIL. But that's not saying much. And I bring, I bring up Brant Keithy because I'm, I'm thinking about his quarterbacks. And I'm a huge Nate Johnson guy. But shouldn't you have a better backup quarterback? And maybe it's Jaquindon Jackson who's playing running back, which I'm fine with at Utah. But it's not like Witt's ever had the best quarterback in the country. Mm-hmm. I just look at some of these guys that assimilate, assimilate more slowly to the transfer portal. and It costs you. There's no I, doubt. I kind of feel like this is that situation where we're like, yeah, this is why you're in trouble. This is why you're in trouble. And that's how I look at it. Ooh. And I look at the clock, and we're 37 minutes into the show. You know what time it is. Had one today again, you guys. Mm. I played played a hell of a round of golf at Glenmore Golf Club. And played the back nine this morning. And the new PXG clubs. I'm having trouble not overhitting some of my PXG clubs. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, 200 yards. Let's go ahead and pull out the pitching wedge. It's wild right now. I hit a pitching wedge this morning, 140 yards, and I don't know how that happened. Dude. I don't know. Well, you know how it happened. You had buckshot before you took that swing. Duh! Idiots. Oh, Blue Raz is so good, you guys. Buckedup.com, buckshot. Get it. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off. I'm amazed by Blue Raz. I love, you guys, you know I have it sitting here right here every day. Water ice. Water ice. Watermelon. Buckshot. This Blue Raz, and Jake's not a believer. I'm a believer. That's pretty good, dude. This Blue Raz is good stuff. And I'm just telling you right now. Dude, are you kidding me right now? If you're not a believer, (laughs) if you are not a believer, you got to get on board. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine, and the Buckies are amazing. It gives you a lift. And the best part is I popped one this morning. We had a 7.40 tea time. Popped one when I walked out the door. Got on that first tee and hit a bullet. Today was the first time my guy over here didn't warm up. Bullet right down the middle. It was it was pretty amazing. And it golf, my wife takes my wife's like a a big time, you know, like operator in yeah, industry. She's for real. She's got like an adult job. When she needs to finish the day strong, she pops a buckshot. When she's going to work out, she pops a buckshot. I'm telling you, anytime you need a mental lift, pop a buckshot. But hey, they're whey protein isolate, best in the business. And if you are a pre-workout guy, forget about it. My friends, buckedup.com, the best pre-workout in the business. Whether it's pre-workout, collagen peptides, whey protein, buckshot. Here's what you know you're getting. You're getting a quality product with quality ingredients that does exactly what it says it's going to do. You can have confidence in that. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. All right, your comments right now. TJ Beck for $10. Back the Brinks truck up for Jonathan Smith's house at OSU and take him to Michigan State. Can't do it. I think the Michigan State job is one of the most toxic, hands-off jobs in all of college athletics. I think this Mel Tucker scandal, on top of the Larry Nassar scandal and the way and Governor Whitner, Whitmer, Whitmer, Governor Whitmer in Michigan talking about the administration not acting swiftly at Michigan State, done. I think that was the, the nail in Michigan State's coach hiring coffin. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? I don't know how you turn that around. And my question is, if you're Jonathan Smith, excellent point, TJ. Jonathan Smith, if he should choose to leave Oregon State, which I hope he doesn't, because I think he's built something really nice there, he, he's going to have access to any job he wants. Why would he take Michigan State over any other job in the country? I don't know why you would. Let me get this right. You want to be the guy that replaced the guy that just got whacked for for all these issues. No, I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. I think this is going to be a really tough job to to yeah. sell. Uh, Kenneth Laverne, 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 you know, uh, Kenneth. Hey, Ken. Um, What's the frequency? Ken? No, I won't do that. Uh, and then gives us $2 more over under Dabo changes his philosophy on the portal. Man. He does not seem to be that dude. Program. First of all, have you ever had a mosquito bite on your like on your chin? 
which is, you know, just kind of weird. It's terrible. Second of all, I don't see Dabo changing his stripes. No. He seems like a guy that's really committed to his process and his because he's one with it. And I, I say this all the time on the show, and, and hey, if you're a truck driver, a bread maker, a talk show host, a football coach, when you have a process that yields you success, you are slow to change. And I totally understand that. But at some point, Dabo's going to get tired of being the cat that's sitting on the side of the road watching all the cars scream by. And he's eventually going to want to get up to speed with the rest of those cars. Because I think Clemson is as untalented as they have ever been under Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. And you don't have a quarterback. So, Ken, I think you you may be very right. And I think he has to change. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a want to or not. It's a have to or you'll be gone. It, it really is that simple. Yeah. A have to or, or you're gone. Uh, native Houstonian. Bryles, a Texas boy, not sure he could handle that Michigan cold. No. Why, why do we have to bring Why does Art Bryles have like, to continue why? to show up? Why? Uh, Jeff Woodworth says, shuck at Alabama, maybe not. <coughs> I wonder want... if he'd throw as many interceptions as he does now. wonder if he'd turn it over at the rate he's been turning was, it over. There was a pretty ridiculous argument on Twitter today about whether or not Joey McGuire's job is in jeopardy. His job is not in jeopardy at Texas Tech. No. That'd be stunning. He's recruiting. I think it's just a matter of time. It's You're going to have to be patient. He does not deserve that. He, de- In my opinion, he doesn't deserve that. Salty drunk. Salty drunk. I was thinking about you last night, late at night. I was watching AFL footy. Anybody know what that is? AFL is rugby league. Um... It is uh, Rugby Football League or something like Aussie Football. It's a different style of rugby in Australia that's amazing, and I love it. And my Brisbane Lions, hell yeah, they moved on. Love it. Uh, it's not the nation nation TV the NBA should care about. It's the father who takes his kid from out of state to watch LeBron or Steph, and they don't play. That's a reality that you're never going to be able to change that. Yeah. The idea that the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball is like, well, you know, there's kids here to see Spencer Strider pitch today, and he's got a sore elbow. Well, that's never going to be in the equation. Yeah. The NBA is a business. LeBron James and Anthony Davis sitting out on Christmas Day, not good for business. No. LeBron James missing the, the, the in-season tournament, not good for business. That's that's the bottom line, and and we don't have to like it, we don't have to agree with it, but you know, yeah, it, I think it is what it is. And donuts gives us five dollars for the golf fund. Stoked on your play, Monty. Hey, Monty. Yeah, try not to suck tomorrow, okay? Yeah, we're playing kind of a in a charity deal. golf tournament tomorrow. Yeah, we got invited and stuff by some guy in the office who's kind of a you know big deal, highfalutin attorney type. Yeah, that guy. I hate playing golf with good-looking dudes. Do you know what that's like these days? <laughs> he is a good-looking dude. What are you going to do if on the first swing he stripes it down the middle like 280? Be pissed. Uh, but my point is, uh, golf is going well. Shot a, th- uh, uh, a three over 60, or it wouldn't be a, a 39. Excuse me. Played the back nine. I keep saying 69. Three over 39 today. And I had a terrible seven eight nine. I went to number seven on par. I had parred every hole. 
and had like four straight holes where I had a birdie on the on the putter. And a couple of lip outs. Could not bring a birdie home. No. It was brutal. But I appreciate the uh, contribution and donuts. Thank you. TJ Beck, who do you predict will replace Jimbo Fisher after this year? Uh, they have to be over <laughs> at a college station. That's another job where... His buyout is massive, though, isn't it? Yeah, but at some point, you got to make a move. I mean, he's... The problem for Jimbo at Texas A&M is very simply, he's recruiting at a high level. Yeah. High, high level. And he's not developing. He's not developing. And it's funny, in the members-only chat today on Instagram, by the way, hit the join button, $1.99 gets all your comments highlighted. Uh, for $9.99, you get into our members-only Instagram chat group, which is phenomenal. We were having a great conversation today, whether it's prize picks, which we'll give you here uh, in about 40 minutes here on the Monty Show, or we're talking football. Aaron Rodgers the other night. Like, it's just a great bunch of dudes. But today, um, Boss Frog... Uh, was talking about the star system with recruits. And it's the, the biggest problem that I see in college football is not that you're not able to recruit. It's coaches who can't develop. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest issue. And I bring it up all the time. And I talked about it with, with um, a friend of mine, I don't know, a month ago or six weeks ago about Notre Dame. The biggest problem for Notre Dame over the, the Brian Kelly era was, you had no superstars. You have very few superstars. Recruiting at a high level, very few superstars. Notre Dame, our mother. Right? And I like we talked about it with Alema Harrington yesterday on BYU. And I say to myself, what, what, where is BYU's star quarterback? You had to go out and get Keaton Slovis at quarterback U. Uh, uh, BYU football, no matter what you want to say about BYU football, Zach Wilson, number two pick in the draft, right? And you look at you look at what's behind him now, and there's nothing behind him now. So you got into the transfer portal and got Keaton Slovis, which is great. But Cade Fennekin better be developed. Yeah. Look at Jacob Robinson on the corner at BYU. Like, I mean, the, at some the point coaches, you have to develop. Yeah. The coaches that win develop talent. Yeah. I asked Joey McGuire the same thing. I I look at Nick Saban. Dude's in the NFL. You want to be a defensive back in the NFL? Nick Saban's your dude. Yeah, what about Deion Sanders? All right. I, we're going to find out. We are going to find out. But it, it, it Jimbo is a very – the problem for Jimbo Fisher that he'll never be able to get away from is he recruits his ass off. They routinely – routinely are at the top of, of ratings boards, and they don't win games. The buyout is 76.8 this year. It's a lot of money. 67.5 next year, 58 in 2025. It's it a lot of money. From there. It is a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby says that Notre Dame, your mama. Right. True. Notre Dame, our mother. Pray for us. Uh, salty, AFL, not rugby league. No, I misspoke. It is an Australian... It's a rugby league in Australia, but rugby league is very different than AFL. Dude, you're pissing off the Australian, you know, contingent. It's known here, as dude. Australian rules. It's a totally different code to yeah, – totally different. I've been to both. I was watching the, the Lions at the Gabba last night. Dude, I'm telling you, I love Australia. I cannot wait to get back there. I You probably don't even remember, but – Yeah, I do. We were there bit. in 2010, and we watched – we watched – both rugby league and AFL, and it was AFL's great. 
I love it. Uh, Mike Smith, what's up, Mike? Star system sucks too. West Virginia gets a decent recruit to commit, and that recruit star rating goes down. Sure, it happens to, uh, at other schools. I'm sure it does. Sure it does. Um, Jimbo Fisher is easily the biggest fraud in all of collegiate athletic coaching. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan says, my man. Uh, Dreamers Ready Room. Put training wheels Bro. on Petrino's motorcycle. Stop. Dude, chill out. Stop. Man. That Come was on. just a friend. That wasn't. Anyway. Anyway. Conference Commissioner Gumby says, there he is. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, salty, thank you. AFL. Lesser than rugby. There we go. Okay. Rugby league is just the brutality of it. I think the athleticism and the pure athletic ability it takes to play AFL. Trust me. If you watch AFL once, you'll watch it every time. John Dry. Woo. Hey, John Dry. Good to see you. Uh, Aaron Wilson. Jake, Aaron Wilson's here. Wow. That's, man. Dude, I am... I, I, I can't even contain myself with how excited mm. I am, dude. Mm. You know. Uh, Bill G says, Jeremy Callahan, domestic violence in a relationship. Whoa, what happened oh, there? Oh, God, here oh, we boy. go. It's very different thing from looking to the other way on multiple. Okay, yeah. I, mm-hmm. B, <laughs> talent. I ain't even getting. I can't swim. Yeah. That water is very deep. Uh, talent evaluations are the most important thing in college football. Well, I would say I, if you can take a one-star recruit into a starting player that's productive on your team, that's way more important. Mm-hmm. I think star ratings are terrible for football players. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. At least in basketball, it is easy to be found. Yeah. If you can ball, you can ball. In football, daddy ball is a big deal in football. Yeah. Big deal. So, uh, Zach Sloter. I'll be in Utah to start my week-long class at Triday Trading Offices starting Monday. Let's go, baby. Thanks to the program, I'm going to change my family's financial future. Go Cyclones. Wow. Oh, dude, Zach. Look at my you. Guy. Let's go, Sloter. I'm telling you, I was talking to somebody today about it, and they were asking me, hey, hey man, is it legit? Guys, 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 guys. Again, what do I say about TridayTrading.com? Yeah. Everybody who asked me. They almost always say, this guy today, I hate my boss. He is a, he is, he runs a, a, and I want to be really careful. I'm not trying to out the guy, but he runs a business for somebody. He basically oversees this person's business in the automotive industry. Right. And this person is, is not willing to give him a raise, even though they have had the greatest financial year and he has lowered their cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I- I've heard you talking about TridayTrading.com. And he said, is it legit? He's like, I can't afford to waste my time. Is it legit? I'm telling you guys, it's legit. It there, People don't understand day trading. Like the first thing everybody always says is, is it legit? Number two, they say, oh, it's a scam. Day trading is a scam. It's not a scam. Yeah. What people don't understand is you don't need the market to be good or to be bad. It doesn't matter what market, market conditions are because you're not in it in the long run. Day trading is exactly that. You're hanging on to stocks in a short window, and then you're getting out. Tridaytrading.com. Oh, by the way, they present football at 50. On the money program. Mm-hmm. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by TridayTrading.com. Do what Zach Sloter did. Do it. I love it. I'm so happy for you, man. 
do you guys realize graduates of the Tri-Day Trading System and the Tri-Day Trading Program that do it full-time make $1,000 a day on average? Did you also know you can do it part-time? It takes about an hour, hour and a half in the morning. You program your system. You go to work at your full-time job. You make three to $500 a day. You're paying off your mortgage early. You're paying off your car. You're paying off your credit card debt. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. NFL uh, power rankings for you after week one. And in about an hour, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins the guy to replace Aaron Rodgers? We'll talk about that. But who's the best team? If I said right now today, after one week in the NFL, Jake, who's the best team in the NFL? Kansas City Chiefs, even still. I, I, I think that... No, no, no. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I, I think the music distorted the earphones. Who's the best team in the NFL? Kansas City Chiefs. Man. Why are you smoking a chronic before you I'm come not, to work, man. man? I'm not. I'm not. Still got the MVP of the league. I know it can't be the Jets anymore because your boy tore his Achilles. Sorry. My boy. Your guy, Aaron Rodgers. You know. Oh, yeah, the owner of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah, your guy. Uh, yeah, no, I still think it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think that, you know, it's one week. If you lose again, now I got to start questioning you. But I, I would guess that Travis Kelsey will be back and everything will be fine in Chiefs kingdom. I think it's very close, but I have to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I think Brock Purdy... I don't know how you explain it, and I'm tired of trying to find a reason not to like Brock Purdy. There's not much to not like about the cat. Tore his, his ulnar collateral ligament, had the had a repair, not a replacement, had a repair. Came back and just looked like he'd been playing the game for 50 years. Like the guy looks so comfortable. Ten-year vet in the NFL, Brock Purdy, NFL MVP. You would think after one week. Like yeah. it and then you add that unbelievable defense and Fred Warner. You add the fact that Brandon Ayuk right now, I think Brandon Ayuk had the best week at, at the wide receiver position in the entire NFL. Brandon Ayuk. I'm telling you, I think the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL. And it's a lot of it is that you devastated the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love what I saw out of the Cowboys defensively. Didn't love what I saw no. offensively. No. Good to see TP back on the field, but I didn't love that. I think you got to put the Miami Dolphins in the conversation. Certainly. I mean, I think two is playing out of his mind right now. You know, does that persist all season? I don't well, know. But... How long is how long is Tyreek Hill healthy? Yeah. I think that's a huge question mark. And I also think, and I know this is crazy. I know it's crazy to say this. Are the Detroit Lions in the conversation as the best team in the NFL? No. You nope. don't think so? No. Nope. Even with Chubb, boy. Even with Jared the Gaff. best quarterback in the league, Jared, Jared Gaff. Gaff. Gaff and his even, water ice. Water ice. Even Jared Gaff is their quarterback who hasn't thrown an interception since before Jake was boiling in the bag. Yeah. You're going to sit here and tell me that, that you can't even, you won't even entertain it. No. Nope. Nope. Do it again. Do it okay. again. Do it again. Okay. That's all I have to say about them. Wow. Do it again. Not even in. Not even going to have the conversation. Nope. Nope. I. Okay. Derek Roche says, "Let's go Niners." I, I'm with you on that. Raider Mark Ayuk on my fantasy football team started him. He won my matchup. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The guy can absolutely ball. Um. You know. But it's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, Cougar tracks. No NFL for me. Straight college talk. What? 
Capazzo in the GZ. Yeah. The best team in the NFL is sure as hell not the Bears. Dude, why do you have to? Dude, we read one. We read your comment finally, and this is what you roll out. It's not the Bear. I mean, I mean, do you do you think that's gonna help you get more comments, Red Dude? Do you think my guy over here, the comment king, is gonna be like, yeah, Louis Capazzo's on the horn here. Yeah, let's go ahead and hit hang up, not read. Next like you time, just had to they, rip I mean, the bear. I mean, just, just come out just, and say. Uh, just, just take just the say, uh, Justin Fields for MVP. Then you'll be back in his good graces. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever, Capazzo. Uh, Gary Wolf, Jets are probably 31st now. Only team worse is the Giants. If there was an expansion team this year, the G-Men would be 33rd. Damn. Uh, worst team in the NFL right now, you guys. There's a lot. I think the Seahawks and the Arizona there's, there's, Cardinals. There's only one. It's the Bears. Uh, can I? Can you just let me like do a preamble and build up to that shit, please? Can I just just give me a second? Do you, do you want me to get you more bucked up? Will that make you feel better? Stab me right in the soul. <laughs> uh, I think the Broncos have to be in that conversation. Which is insane, considering who plays quarterback. The Texans have to be in that conversation. Where where are we at on on Cincinnati right now? I mean, are we are we? Ask me after this week. Yeah. If I do not see a resurgent Joe twelve inch burrow, I'm going to be. I'm going to be Joe twelve inch burrow. What, the guy got six inches chopped off the top, and now all of a sudden he's 12-inch Burrow? Oh, he was 18-inch Burrow? He's got the Ravens this week at home. Um, if if he looks the same way this week he looked last week, I'm going to say it's the, the Maiar and we, the monsters of nobody's midway. Yeah, certainly not an indoor stadium. Yeah, the Chicago Bears suck. <laughs> Ho-ho! Uh, we're the worst team in the NFL. Oh my god! And we, I'll be we, honest with you. You're on the team. I'm on. I'm the 57th man on the roster. Okay. Great. I'll be honest with you. I played great golf this morning, wearing an orange Chicago Bears hat. The Bears. The Bears. And I feel like, yo, man, we're the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> I have zero faith that Justin Fields is better. The offensive line was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't even know what to say about Chase Claypool. He straight quit on this team. Quit. Didn't block downfield. Didn't. He was not running routes. Yeah. If you go back and and I didn't believe it. I was listening to the score this morning while I was naked in the shower, okay. and they were talking about what happened to the music. I, I, dude, stay hard. What happened to the music? In the shower. What, do you wear clothes you in the shower? Yourself to Justin? No, I was I I was in the shop. Like anyway, why did he make it awkward? I, the I, point is. They were talking about cutting Chase Claypool. And I'm telling you that I can't disagree with that. Yeah, it's tough. I, I can't do it. Tarrant County, boy. The Chicago Bears. Thank you. Thank you. You know. Uh, OG Gary, only Cam Rising saves the Burrs. The Burrs. The Burrs. The Burrs. Uh, Mike Smith, Monty said naked in the shower and the music stopped. Seismic shift in stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, let's see. Dreamers Ready Room. The image of the shower killed the feet. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, let's see. Aaron Wilson. Bear in the shower thinking about bears. Yeah, you know. 
Football 50, 10 to the hour, every hour. On the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Triday Trading. TridayTrading.com. Make sure you check them out again. If you guys are are frustrated with your career, and it doesn't have to be that your your boss is a jerk. Maybe you're just not making the money you would hope for. Maybe you're you're one of those people that is struggling with student loan debt, or you have a huge APR on your mortgage, or whatever your financial need is. I can tell you, you have an opportunity to make that money and far more at TridayTrading.com. All you need to do is sign up for their $10 30-day trial membership. It's a charitable donation. It's a tax write-off. And then you get their entire program for 30 days. And I mean their entire program. You get high-level coaching. You get the process. You get the entire feel of what the Triday Trading program is like, and then you're going to make a decision. After 30 days, hey, this isn't for me. Okay, cool. But much like every listener on this show who's gone to TridayTrading.com, I don't know of one who quit the trial, but I'm telling you that I know of dozens who have been like, man, this is, this is legit. Mm-hmm. TridayTrading.com presents football at 50. Uh, Aaron Wilson, Browns are for toilet time. Yeah, turn the drops back up. Thank, thank you for toilet time. Uh, washcloths are for toilet time, apparently, too. Super Bowl, XLI, Colts 29, the Bears. Thanks for that. Thank. Did you see, speaking of your helmet, the Iowa Hawkeye helmet, did you put that video in? Oh, you didn't put that video in. I can put it in real quick. <laughs> really? Uh, A lot. <laughs> really? Do you have the audio of it? We know these guys are going to come uh, a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, dude. Come on. Like, I, 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 come on. What do you even say about that? Like, that is, that's your Iowa Hawkeyes right there. And I don't know. It, it, listen, I don't begrudge anybody for being, you know, a perverse individual such as and like yourself. Such as in like. Um, you know, I mean, you've just beaten Utah State and Iowa State. So I'm sure you were feeling yourself quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that's hysterical to me is Cade McNamara, that's who that is, the quarterback at Iowa. Mm-hmm. What, what, <laughs> the best part about it is he's talking about uh, Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about – you don't have to put it in. Don't don't even bother. It's fine. Um Jake's going to replay the audio right now. Cade uh, McNamara was asked, was asked about the Western Michigan defense, and his answer was very simple. You know, these guys are going to come uh, a lot. How? And can, then can he, I just ask how? And then he paused, and he broke out laughing. Uh, a lot. Like, how, dude? How, did, how does that even happen? That is the best thing that I heard today. And you know that if you watch this show for any amount of time, you know that I'm a levity guy. And I'm the same dude that watches all kinds of different Instagram videos, whatever. I need that video every day that is just levity. I need drunk guy falling down into a mud puddle or something every day. Today, Cade McNamara, sir. You know, these guys are going to come a lot. Thank you for the Uh, moment of levity. A lot. dude come on how good is that iowa fan come on that is that is so come on so good 
Uh, Dreamers Ready Room. They bricked up and stay hard. Exactly. Stay hard. Exactly right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm so bricked up right now. Come on, dude. And he acknowledged it, which I give good old Cater a lot of credit for. Greg Hawkins, what's up, my guy? Aaron Wilson says stroke him. Yeah. Kate McNamara, time to get stroked, man. Get stroked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's fine. The Johnny, the Chicago Bear. Thank. It's not funny. That's not. That's not funny. It actually is funny. Uh, Jeremiah Champion, nice logo. That's why this is the best sports sugar, and the laughs just shower all over you. You know, these guys are going to come uh, a lot. Shower. Uh, a lot. <laughs> Aaron Wilson says, stay hard. Stay hard. Exactly right. <laughs> Guy deserves AP stroke for those comments. You gotta exactly, get stroked. Exactly right. Uh, you, but, and I want to make sure we explain that. That's Brooks Kepka. He was asked, hey, Brooks, um, Brooks over here. Hey, hey, guys, guys, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. Guys, Brooks, guys, guys. Brooks, what do you think about, um, you know, all these dudes playing really slow golf? Honestly, I'd start stroking guys. He was asked, how do you punish guys that play really slow? Honestly, I'd start stroking guys. <laughs> you got to get stroked. We know these guys are going to come uh, a lot. I think I've hit it every time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jeremy Callahan says, oh, my God, I just watched it. And it's even funnier with the video because he stops. He stops and he's like, oh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> like He just owns it. It is so good. What's up, Jeff? Good to see you. Or excuse me, G. I'm with uh, G off. Do you know how many people were upset that we called you G off yesterday? Guys, do you know that it's yeah, Jeff, no. not G off? Final. That's why I hate this show. You guys are assholes. You can just make fun of people's names. You guys know that uh, you know Jerry World's in Dallas County, not Tarrant County. It's not right? Tarrant County. <laughs> SMU's in in. I don't know where SMU is because they're not really Dallas. But the point is. <laughs> So we call Jeff Johnson, who's a longtime listener on good the show. Good dude. Good dude. Good dude. Came to our event last year with his family. Like, really good dude. But he's in a, 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 we play in Anaheim, but we hate Anaheim. So we call ourselves the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He's an Angels fan. So when it, we talk baseball, he's G off because, well, Artie Moreno can't afford to pronounce it Jeff. It, no. You know, he's trading Mike Trout. It's fine. He's too busy finding new UCLs for uh, Otani. You know, OG Gary, spinal G off. <laughs> spinal. This is you being a jerk. Back is broken. Jeff works in an industrial job, and he injured his back. At work. I broke my back. And Jerkwad over here <laughs> thinks that's funny. No, I know it's funny. No, it, <laughs> no it's not. No, it's not. OG Gary, my man Spinal's in the chat. Stop. <laughs> Gary, stop. You're feeding the animals. <laughs> Don't feed the animals. <laughs> Damn it. Jeremy, uh, SMU is just a couple of letters short of Smurfs. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Jeremiah Champion, people keep saying they hate the show, yet tune in every day. We were talking. Uh, to, we were talking. We were talking to somebody who, today who's like, "Oh man, your show!" You know, I walked into a shop the other day, and this one of our employees was watching your show on his iPad while he was working. Hey guys, I was like, "I know, <laughs> I know." 
Uh, guys, 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 it's only 21 days till NBA preseason. When does James Harden get traded? Never. Never. Uh, whoa. Gee off. Baseball makes me sad now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just stick with gee off for good. Hey, maybe having fun is the name of the game. Maybe Artie Moreno gets hit by lightning. Who knows? The Blackhawks won multiple Stanley Cups. Rocky's dead. Unfortunately. Bill died. Rocky won cups. Now Rocky's dead. Let's see what happens. Uh, Mike Smith. Yes. The video of that Iowa quarterback is great. He laughs a couple of different times. It's awesome. It is awesome. Brady Cook. How are you, bud? Good to see you. Jets are a dumpster fire. Well, let's get into the New York Jets. Let's talk a little NFL football on the Monty Show. 20 minutes from now, prize picks. I think I got a pretty good one for you today. Man, I got lit last night. God, I took a bad beat. Okay. Uh, should the New York Jets trade for Kirk Cousins? This has been bandied about, obviously, since uh, the terrible turf at MetLife Stadium got Aaron Rodgers on Monday night, which I'm going to mention in a minute because, of course, there's going to be a lawsuit. Uh, the Jets don't have a quarterback. With all due respect to Mr. No, 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 Zachy Poo. No, no, no. Zach Wilson's not taking you to the playoffs, and the Jets are not going to win a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson. Let's be honest. But Kirk Cousins is a free agent, and the Vikings have not shown a desire, I would think is the way you would put it. They have not shown a willingness to this point to extend Kirk Cousins. Jake is Kirk Cousins what the Jets need to take this team to a Super Bowl. You know, I, I don't know that, you know, he's necessarily what they need, but I think he's the best available option. I, I, I think that not trying to get Kirk Cousins is silly. I, I think that he's obviously better than Zach Wilson. I think he obviously can distribute the ball uh, to Garrett Wilson. He can distribute the ball, the ball to, to the guys that need, need the football. Right, He can get the ball to your playmakers, and I think that's the trouble with Zach Wilson. You notice immediately when he comes in the game, the play calling completely shifts. And, and yeah, the play that gets called is not entirely his fault, but, but, but it just gets a lot more conservative. And, and I think that's the hard part. Like Zach has shown progression and growth under Aaron Rodgers, absolutely. But he's not a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. But is that any different than Kirk Cousins? Cousins is a vet who's been in the league. We know what this guy can do, which is lose the big game. We know that. That's who he is. He has his Monday night football record for a reason. So to me, I, I look at Kirk Cousins and I say, no, he may not be the, the perfect fit, but I do think he's the best available option. He, he is better than all these guys sitting at home on, their, on the couch. He is better than a lot of the other options. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm the Jets, I'm going and getting him. I'm going to go and try and do a deal and try to get that done. Because, again, I, I think the bigger problem here is not just this year. Everyone's just like, oh, they just need a Band-Aid for this year. No, no, no. It's not just this year. You don't know what Aaron Rodgers will be next year. He's 39 years old. He's going to be 40. So at that stage of his career, can he be the same guy? I don't know. I'm not saying it's impossible, but what I am saying is coming back from an Achilles at 25 versus 40 is a very different conversation. Yeah, it is. So that's why I'm saying, like, I don't think you can just go out and get a Band-Aid. I think if you're going to go out and get someone, you'd like that to be someone that can hang with you for at least two seasons. Yeah, I think I think this is a no-win situation for the Jets. You 
The good news is you're going to save your first-round pick this year because Aaron's not going to play in 65% of the snaps. That much is very clear. So that was a predicate. If he did, you had to give up a first-round pick. But I think one of the things that's very interesting is where does where does Aaron go from here? Because I think that's a big question. Robert Sala today said he would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers retired. He feels like, yeah, Aaron's out this year, but he'll be back next year. Agree or disagree? No, I agree. I agree I as think, well. I don't think retirement's a threat at all. But, but I also think if you can rent a player, you would do that. Um, and I think the the all of the, you know, the one that comes to mind is Tom Brady. Everybody throws out Tom Brady. Tom Brady's retired. Tom Brady has said repeatedly. <laughs> You guys, he was at Chris Brickley's gym yesterday playing basketball. Tom Brady's retired. And I I think we need to move on from that. I, I look at the Phillip Rivers questions. Phillip Rivers wasn't good when he was playing for the Colts. Why would he be good for the Jets? You have to go and get a guy. And the names that I've heard repeatedly are Jacoby Brissett and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. If you're going to go and get a guy now, you're certainly not going to get a guy that's going to play for the Jets for the next five years. You need somebody like Kirk Cousins who can finish out your contract now. And I think this would by far be Kirk Cousins' best shot at a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You have arguably the best defense in the NFL. You've got a trio of wide receivers that are absolutely capable. The question is that offensive line. And I don't know that you have the offensive line to, to win a playoff game even. But Kirk Cousins has never been as close as the Jets are to a, a Super Bowl. I agree never. with that. Yeah. And I think Kurt would be a very good fit. Well, and obviously the Dalvin Cook connection on offense too, right? I mean, obviously they've played a lot of games together. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's a good option. I, I, I don't know. The, the question, and again, we only know this because Kirk Cousins did quarterback with Netflix, right? Yeah. Kirk Cousins is a family man. Kirk Cousins is a guy that – that really values his time at home. So I don't know, like, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's made uh, so much money in his career that he wouldn't be doing this for money. He would be doing it to chase a Super Bowl. And I respect yes. the hell out of that. So the question for Kirk Cousins is, and in, in, in I could be wrong, but I, I believe that he has a no trade, I, I think, but he I can't is, remember. Well, yeah, because he's a veteran. He's got 10 years in the league. Yeah, he, Kirk, <coughs> Kirk Cousins would have to approve it. But I think Kirk Cousins realizes... And he said this on quarterback. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants a championship. He knows for his legacy that he needs a championship. Yeah. And I, I think there is no doubt in my mind anyway that if he goes to the Jets, I think they are very close to getting that. Yeah, I think they are very, very close to getting that, in fact. And I, I have no doubt about it. I have absolutely no doubt that if Kirk – I think Kirk Cousins is the right guy. Because even if you go to Jacoby Brissett, mm -hmm. are you that much better off with Jacoby Brissett than you are with Zach Wilson? No. I don't think you are. No, it's not that much of a difference. No, it's not. And I, I think the hard part is you have the assets. Does Woody Johnson want to spend the money to win a championship? I don't know how he would say no to that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you have to with, the, with where you're at with this roster. I mean, if you were willing to go out and get Aaron Rodgers – that didn't work. Aren't you willing to go out and get a rental? I mean, well, and I would also remind you that they picked up some guy named Dalvin Cook. Does he have any ability to help Kirk Cousins get comfortable with the Jets? I would think so. 
They were teammates in Minnesota. They are very familiar with each other. Yeah. I would be all in on finding a quarterback replacement. And if you look across the NFL, there are not a lot of quarterbacks available in week one. Week four, I'm going to I'm gonna have to think that changes. And I think if you were looking for one of the things that has been bandied about all week now, well, what about a caretaker quarterback? <laughs> If you were looking for a caretaker quarterback, you'd have done that in the offseason. Yeah. Derek Carr would be a Jet, not a Saint. Yeah. They're looking to win a Super Bowl right now. Kirk Cousins is is your huckleberry. Yeah. That's – that's t- t- unless I'm wrong. And if there's another answer out there, please. But I, I look at the I look at the quarterbacks in this league. You're, you're, you're one guy away. Kirk Cousins is better – that I would take Kirk Cousins over Trevor Lawrence one year right now. Right now. Not career. Not, right now, today, who do the Jets take? If you could get Trevor Lawrence, would you take him? I don't think you would because I don't think Trevor Lawrence wins you a Super Bowl. No. Would you take C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Jared Goff? Well, you might look at Jared Goff. Mm, Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff? Probably going Kirk Cousins. Jared Goff's Bro. your guy. Bro, dude, I really, really? Yes. Uh, last time I checked, did Kirk Cousins get to the Super Bowl? No. Okay. But neither did Jared Goff. Yeah, he did. No, the officials brought Jared mm-hmm. Goff to the Super Bowl. Nicole Roby Jared, Coleman. Jared Goff is a good, not a great quarterback. Yeah. And I look at, I look at. But what is Kirk Cousins? Kirk I Cousins mean, is an elite passer. Come on, dude. He is an elite. That and I'm not. Be, that might be true, but the guy's not a big game player, and we all know right, it. But no, I, I, I'm not ready to say that. Well, I'm not ready to say that if you put him on an elite roster like the Jets, you're really going to tell me he's ever had this much talent. I'm this re- is all betting on yourself if you're Kirk Cousins. He, you're really going to tell me he hasn't had enough talent around him over the course of his career to make more hay in the in the postseason? I'm talking about winning a Super Bowl. Well, I'm talk. Kirk Cousins has had decent talent in Minnesota. He had no talent in Washington. Sorry. Yeah. In Minnesota, they probably should have won more. Yeah. Does he win on Monday nights and prime times? Maybe he doesn't. But if I am Kirk Cousins and if I am the New York Jets, man, I don't see a better. I don't see a better marriage. I, I see a guy that has thrown. A, a, he completed. I mean, he completes sixty-seven percent of his passes over his career. Mm-hmm. The guy plays games. The guy, the other thing I love about the guy, 254 touchdowns and only 81 interceptions. Or excuse me, 106 interceptions. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's got a 98 passer rating for his career. I'm all in on Kirk Cousins to the Jets. If I'm the Jets, I'm in on it. Yeah, I'm not quite that far. I I, I do think he's the best available option, but I do think if you're the Jets, you got to take a real close look between... Cousins and Goff. Cousins is going to give you a ton more yards on paper. You know, he's the guy that's thrown for, for well, I think he's got 5,000 yards, a 5,000-yard season in his career. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think you got to take a, a pretty close look at that and dive deeper into it. Lance Johnson, Rodgers will sign a broadcast deal at a hippie camp. Play-by-play bong-pulling championships. He'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Haters in the building. Uh, Hawkeye fan in Indy. Jets stand for just entertaining this Sunday. Oh, come on now. John Dry says Jets need Joe Montana or Troy Aikman. They just need a guy. And 
the thing that should scare you if you're Kirk Cousins, it's the same story you've had throughout your career. Really good wide receiver talent and not such good offensive line talent. And I, if, I just have to believe that this is the best defense he's ever had. Yeah. You don't have to you, – you don't need Kirk Cousins to score 28, 31 points a week. You need Kirk Cousins to probably score you 17 points. And I think he's the guy for that job. Yeah. Jeff Woodward says, Kirk Cousins always wins big games, right? Well, that's the knock on him. What you talking about, Monty? What do you mean? Jeff Woodward says Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but it's one guy. I mean, right. I, I think that the Jets have more overall talent. But the offensive line is a question. Kirk Cousins has had wide receivers. Kirk Cousins has had running backs. Kirk Cousins has had decent offensive lines. But has he ever had all the pieces you have assembled in New York right now? You, For crying out loud, they went and got Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall is back. Like, you look at the offense they have, he's never had that kind of talent. Yeah, Brees Hall looked outstanding. Never. And Kirk Cousins does get rid of the football. He is a step-and-throw quarterback, which, hmm. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez uh, says Cousins has to win first NFC championship to get this much praise, Monty. Uh, but again, I don't need him to carry the Jets. This is the difference. The, the Vikings need Kirk Cousins to carry that offense. The Jets don't need Kirk Cousins to carry the offense or the defense. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and he needs to put the ball on dudes which is what Kirk Cousins is really good at. He's not good at making mediocre wide receivers better. He's not. He's not that guy. Aaron Rodgers is that guy. Kirk Cousins is not. But I, I, I am telling you as sure as I am standing here, mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins is the right guy for that Jets offense. Tarrant County boy, Kyler to the Jets. Pretty small chance that happens. See what he did there. So it's it's pretty small chance, and Kyler is really short, so it's kind of short and small and small. Joseph Harper, Taylor Heineke, excellent opportunity. Taylor, I think Taylor would be an um. He's an upgrade to Zach Wilson. There's no doubt about that. Does he stay healthy though? Does he stay healthy? Yeah, probably not. That's the. But again, I think that's the question for anybody they bring in, dude. I mean, I that's need to look at his numbers. I need to understand Taylor Heineke. He, he what is he third? Let's look at his numbers right now. I need my internet to work better. Uh, Taylor Heineke in his career, sixty-four percent passer, a lot of interceptions, but Washington football team, thirty-four and twenty-four. He does not have the numbers that Kirk Kirk has, clearly. And, I mean, 2021 in Washington, he was excellent. 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, but 15 interceptions. And 38 sacks. I don't know, man. Yeah. Look, on paper, Kirk I like Cousins him, but... has the best, the most sexy appeal. He's He's got <laughs> everything you want. But I don't. I don't believe in, in. I don't necessarily believe that bringing Kirk Cousins means you're going to the Super Bowl. But I think uh, he gives you the best chance. I think it means you're going to compete to win the division, which gives you a chance to win the conference, which gives you a chance to. Yeah. Just give yourself a chance. G off, guys, 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 guys. Kaepernick's agent has contacted the Jets already. It's going to be fine. I'm so tired of hearing about. Colin Let's Kaepernick. wind the clocks back a year. 
Colin Kaepernick lost me at that high school workout several years ago. That's where he lost me. Boyd Lake, the SEO king of America. What's up, Boyd? Minnesota sees an open division without Rodgers and Green Bay. No way they deal Cousins. Are they better than the Packers or the Lions? They're better than the Packers, yeah. No, they're not. Come on. If Come on. But, but again, if Jordan Love is the guy he was last weekend, the yeah, Packers are winning that division. He's not going to be that guy the whole season, dude. Okay. And that's why I'm saying I'm not, I'm not telling you they make a trade now. Week four, we'll know. Um, no way they deal Cousins as long as they think they're in the hunt for a playoff run. Sure. I can get that. Geoff says, hopefully. Lance Johnson, there is no quote-unquote available quarterback that can win a Super Bowl. Maybe. Mike Smith, the Scott Bakula joke. Scott Bakula still out there. Might have one more season in him. Never mind. Do you know who Scott Bakula is? No. No, I didn't think so. No. I, I wouldn't do it if I was Cousins. The Jets is where quarterback careers go to die. Well, yeah, maybe. That offensive line is horrendous. Horrendous. Greg Hawkins, it's that freaking field, man. Giants players are always getting injured on that field. MetLife is cursed. Okay, let's talk about that. The NFLPA today renewed calls for natural grass in every NFL venue. Note I didn't say every NFL stadium. I said venue. They play in Europe, they play in Mexico, they play in Canton, Ohio. Should every NFL, every field that the NFL plays on be natural grass? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think it's I, I think it's ridiculous that you wouldn't have everyone be natural grass. I, I, I think it's cra- it's crazy to me that that you don't have <clears throat> you know consistency of a playing surface. I mean again, you know, whether it's Major League Baseball, right. the NBA, obviously the NHL, like MLS, hell, the Premier League. Dude, you know, all the all the playing surfaces are relatively the same. Now, if you're a hockey fan, you, you know, you damn well know that not all ice is created equal. And if you're in a warm city, that ice is probably going to play like crap. We all know that. But ultimately, you're still playing on ice. You could, there's still some reliability in it. And I think this... This difference between artificial turf and natural grass is a massive difference. There, it's not even, not even close. And and I think what's difficult, and what nobody wants to talk about, is that you have venues in the league that are superdomes. They're indoor stadiums, Jerry World, right? So you're telling me that that you're gonna try and grow grass in Texas like that? Like you're gonna you're gonna try and force an owner? to bring in facilities to do that. And that's what I think is tough. You can grow grass in outdoor stadiums all day, but try growing grass in a stadium that doesn't have a retractable roof. How does that work? How are we doing that? What's that look like? And that's what I think people don't want to talk about. Now, I'm for it. I think that it should be one. It should be the same playing surface every single week that dudes can rely on. So there's no, there's no. Oh, Aaron Rodgers' foot got caught because it was turf instead right. of grass. Like, right. We shouldn't have to talk about this. It's the NFL. Like you guys make billions of dollars. Let's figure it out. But unfortunately, NFL owners are very smart. And what do they know? Hey, if I can have a multi-purpose building, this is what Kevin Warren just said about the Bears, dude. Yes. Hey, if we can yes. have a multi-purpose building, we're gonna do that. And so. That's why I say when you look at basketball, hockey, baseball, you don't have these issues. You simply don't have these issues. But because the NFL is such a physical sport, because guys are out here, as Greg was saying, tearing their ACL constantly at MetLife, 
it's a problem, and I do think it needs to be addressed. Yep, I agree. All right, let's get some of your uh, comments in here. Um, let's see. Steven Smith for $10. <laughs> Hi. <coughs> Uh, do you guys think that the Big 12 in basketball will be the best basketball conference in the next two years with the additions of Houston this year and Arizona next year? That's such a rando question. Um, I mean, theoretically, I mean, Houston is one of the elite schools last year. Does that continue this year? Arizona is not an elite basketball program right now. We need to wrap our heads around that fact. I mean, I think a lot of people look at that brand and say, oh, they're good. They're it's not Arizona. They haven't, they haven't been good. Yeah. They have not won at the highest level. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. John Teal says, can the Jets sign Brady? Why does this come up every day? Every time. And John Teal, I think you sent me the same comment yesterday. Tom Brady's retired, you guys. He has never, never, never since his last retirement, said that he was going to unretire. He Never. hasn't even taken a job in TV, really. Never. He hasn't. He, notice he hasn't done a game yet. No, he's just gone on to invest in all these other sports franchises and done a bunch of money stuff, which you'd expect. Which you would expect. Uh, let's see. Who else? Let me. Let's not, can, we, can we ban Tom Brady comments on the show? No. Um... Mike Smith, multiple purpose buildings can load up the stadium with tons of dirt for monster trucks or truck pulls, but cannot find a better product to bring in for a football field. But here's the thing at MetLife Stadium. They have the cutting-edge technology in field turf. Just brand new this year. It's had one game played on it. Well, two now. And Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon on it. Now, is that the field or is that Aaron Rodgers? That's what I think it's hard to talk about. And I think a lot of people are split. Doctors have been split on this. Physios have been split on this. Would his would his Achilles have snapped on grass? A lot of people believe it would have. It was an angle issue. Now, there's a lot of people who say it wouldn't have. I don't know. What I know is they have the best turf that is not grass at MetLife Stadium, and he still got hurt. And I tend to agree with the NFLPA that I think you should have natural grass. I think you should. I just think it puts the whole conversation to bed. Then we don't have to talk about, well, it was turf instead of grass. Like, that's the thing. But I, I don't know enough about how, the process with which you would bring in a natural grass playing surface into an indoor stadium, into, into an environment where it is unnatural for grass to grow. That's what I don't know enough about. Like, Well, at MetLife, you... It's outdoors, so you don't have to worry about that. But I look at Arizona. Yeah. Arizona's got cutting-edge technology to roll the field outside to grow the grass. And they do a pretty good job with it. But my question is, okay, cool. But they built the stadium around that technology. So so then I look at, again, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the Saints, uh, you know, whoever you want to point to. Vikings. You know, Vikings. Like, you know, it, it just it begs the question, like, how, how would the NFL go about this? I mean, I again, know. do you have to... Is it is it literally a a, a mandate? Are you going to say to to uh, you know the Saints owner, hey, we're going to have to renovate your building because we need to now roll in and out uh, the field so the grass can get sunlight. I mean, yep. that's what you're talking about here. Salty drunk says uh, Brady is too busy doing the horizontal folk dancing. Could be, <laughs> could be. He's got a super hot girlfriend. Boyd Lake, Brady's an NFL owner. 
owner, no way he signs to play. He is an NFL minority owner of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. OG Gary, four hours ago, there was another lockdown and shooter at UNC Chapel Hill. Actually, au contraire, mon frere. There was not. Um, the reports that I saw on that, that and it was, a, it was right when I got here, a dude flashed a gun in a bodega-style joint, and I think some people overreacted mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. So, and if I'm wrong about that, I, I saw it on, let's see, Chapel Hill, uh, on Twitter, um, let's see, on Twitter, student at the, uh, US, uh, at UNC Chapel Hill campus say they felt re-traumatized after a person flashed a gun at an on-campus bagel shop. Uh, no one was hurt, but this is a reminder, gun violence is a serious problem on college campuses, uh, agree with that. Uh, UNC Chapel Hill five hours ago uh, released a uh, alert Carolina, which is an emergency system, mm-hmm. um, for a dangerous person near campus with a gun. Yeah. I, I think this is becoming so normal for us. Yeah. And it's just, it's really unfortunate. And um, UNC issued an all clear. Um, after this dude was taken into custody at this bagel shop. It's just really unfortunate. Yeah. This is our current reality. And I hope at some point it's not, but it is. So there you have it. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, one game, one ACL. Those are some pretty solid stats. Seriously. Delaric for $5. Make, uh, make the rule where all new stadiums must be grass from here on out, or you can look at Vegas on the way they did grass with a roof stadium. Yeah, it's, it, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. So, all right. Uh, let's get you to prize picks on the Monty Show. Prize picks, use the promo code Monty to get 100% deposit matching. There's a uh, link in the description uh, on the show. Uh, just click the description below, expand it, get that link. Uh, that'll download the app for you, and you get 100% deposit match up to $100. So, if you want to put 25, 50, 100, they'll match it 100%. Um, for your prize picks. So let's get you, Jake. I don't have your prize picks. Okay, let me uh, let me hook, let me hook it up real quick because you know I win every single night, even though I got piped last night. Uh, yeah, well, I win every single night. So <laughs> you know, I'm the best. I got piped last. I'm night. I'm the best. Even though I got piped last night. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I, let's see, save to downloads. Let's start with my prize yeah. picks. Cause yeah. I have some controversial ones, admittedly. Ooh, that's funny. Dang. What? Okay. Yeah. Do yours first. Then we'll get to mine. Yeah. Okay. So my prize, Spencer Strider is one that I think is more difficult on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to combo Spencer Strider with another dude and I, it would not let me pick him twice. Spencer Strider has been red hot for your Atlanta Braves. I I have been under on Strider his last two appearances, and I have won mightily. Um, and maybe I should have gone under on his pitcher fantasy score. I don't know. Um, but he has not been, in my opinion, he has not been the lockdown guy that he had been recently. Now, having said that, his last five games for strikeouts, five, nine, nine, ten, and six. He strikes a bunch of dudes out. Spencer Strider tonight has the Philadelphia 
Phillies. And this is a huge game. Yeah. This is a big game. I look at the Philadelphia Phillies, and they're throwing Christopher Sanchez, who's not, by the way, on his own bad. He just does not have the innings that Spencer Strider has. I love, love, love Spencer Strider under eight and a half strikeouts tonight. So less than eight and a half strikeouts. Mm -hmm. I took Matt Olson, um, Spencer Strider's first. That's my goddamn first baseman. Mm -hmm. Um, Or left fielder. It just depends on the night. Um, I took more than nine hitter fantasy points. (laughs) That's the one I'm worried about. Need him to go deep. Okay, no. I'm not playing your game. What do you uh, mean Adley... playing my game, bro? Oh, Let's go deep, bro. Yeah, yeah like dude. I did on your mom. to come uh, a lot. Uh, Adley Rutschman, catcher for the Baltimore Orioles against St. Louis. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. St. Louis. Uh, eight, I'm going more hitter fantasy score. Mm-hmm. And then this is the one. This is another one. Okay, now I tell you every day on this show, pimps are going to pimp. Guys, right? guys, guys, guys. Pimps are going to pimp. Christopher Sanchez, 16 outs. Oh, no. Less than 16 outs. Okay, okay, all right, okay. So, again, with the theory that pimps are going to pimp. Stay hard. I've won three of the last four days on prize picks. Yeah. Not The NFL was a disaster, but that's what a different a thing. joke that was, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Good Lord. Those are my prize picks. Use the promo code MONTY. To get 100% deposit matching. And then here's Dum Dum's prize pick. Now, I mean, Jake's prize pick. Now, picks. let's get to the winners. Now, the winners. Now, because you're a bunch of winners. Yeah. I took Spencer Strider more because I think he is a big game pitcher Cock. and he will show out tonight. I think I think he, he's got 10Ks tonight. He dominates, which is why I've got Kyle Schwarber striking out twice tonight. Obviously, one and a half more. Uh, and then Blake Snow. Blake Snell. I got an issue with Blake Snell. Blake Snell's a decent one. Last, you went less than seven strikeouts. Last couple strikeouts. of times I've taken more than seven Ks for Blake Snell. He's let me down. So I went the other way tonight. Against the Dodgers, I'm taking less. I've heard that about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you yeah. Go- I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm taking less than seven strikeouts. Yeah. You know, I think it, it'll be interesting to see about him. And then Kyle Schwarber, you're going with more. Yeah. More. Um, who do you think wins this game tonight? I think Atlanta wins the game tonight. I think because it's Strider. I think he gives him a good outing. Uh, I think that Kyle Schwarber, Kyle Schwarber's that guy. He'll hit you a home run, but he's going to strike out two to three times a night in that process. And so it really comes down to when is that home run? Is it in a, is it in a clutch moment when you got two or three guys on? Is it just a solo shot? What are we looking at? So really... What I'm saying with my picks is, hey, I think Atlanta's going to win. Uh, Strider's going to have a good night. Schwarber's going to tri- strike out twice, and then hopefully Blake Snell has a bad outing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, this is going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's because we're on the we're rarely, rarely, yeah, rarely on opposite sides on baseball. We both are baseball fanatics. Yeah. We follow the game very closely. I mean, this is a huge game. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, it, it could very well be a thing where Strider gets hit tonight. No doubt about it. I and I am of the I am of the belief that Spencer Strider. I I would not fight you if you said that Spencer Strider is the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I would not fight you. 
But I look at Philly, uh, or excuse me, Philadelphia. Um, they're trying to prove a point here. They're 16 back of Atlanta. Now, understand that Philadelphia is in the top spot in the wild card. But I think it's a very interesting preview of what could be a playoff series. Yeah. I love, love. I couldn't choose between Acuna and Olsen in this game, so I went with Olsen. Yeah. I love Atlanta's offense, but I I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure where I'm at with Strider. We'll it'll see. be it'll be very we interesting. We will see. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh Philadelphia. Okay. Uh Space Spaceballs, may the Schwarbs be with you. That's my goddamn left fielder. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite players. And it still to this day pisses me off that him and Riz are not on the Cubs. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Woodworth getting piped and going deep while wow, this show is turned. Uh, a lot. That's your boy over there. Uh, Monty did less with more. That's what I'm saying. Ooh, you picked Olsen. I forgot that Sanchez was a lefty. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with interesting. that. Two and three, three, two, six ERA. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, Lamont Tucker, what about Matt Ryan? Nah, to, no. Nah, buddy's buddy's in the TV booth getting trolled. Yeah, he's another one who's pretty much said. Yeah, nah, he's done, know. dude. Tarrant County boy says football and basketball for me, not a baseball guy. All right, let's talk about that real quick. What are your sports priorities? A football's number one for me. Of course. NBA's number two for me. Mm-hmm. I think baseball's number three for me. But it's a fight with English Premier League soccer. I'm a huge Chelsea football club fan. And then I think NHL certainly is there for me. I mean, it's tough to downgrade. It is tough to downgrade. Yeah. Certainly it's tough to downgrade. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, just as a fan, yeah, I mean, I, I love NFL football. I'm, I you know, I, there's just nothing like it, especially when you get a big game matchup. But I think... You know, I, I would go NFL, uh, NBA, college football, baseball, uh, and then hockey. Salty Drunk says football. Salty, you're either drunk or you're a liar because I don't believe you. Boy, how about that? A dart right off the right. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> My guy Sanchez, one pitch and Acuna <laughs> hit a rocket. Wait, don't you have him less tonight? Who? You're the pitcher. What did you take on him? No, less I didn't take. I um, what did I take on him? Less. Uh, you need him to get hit. I need. Yeah, I need him to get. That's why I'm saying I need him to get hit. Yeah. Less than 16 yeah. outs. Yeah. Okay. I need him to get hit, and I'm happy he got. He gave up a rocket off of Acuna's bat, and now he's yeah. giving up. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go off baby. the wall, baby. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Throw 50 pitches in the first inning, you jerk. <laughs> God bless Ozzy Elvis. Hey, look at me. He makes me feel better about myself as a man. Uh, Raptor 88. Raptor, what's up, my dude? What's up, buddy? Uh, NFL, NHL, college football. Adams P says college football and NFL, other sports are playing, not watching. Ooh. What about golf? Oh, golf is up there for sure. I, I There's nothing I want to do more than golf. And maybe once... Listen, and this just could be me. Maybe once it snows and I'm on a snowboard, I'll feel better about it. I am so pissed that 
summer's over because I know golf's going to go away. Yeah, we we need to track down a uh, a TrackMan partnership. We need we need someone to we hook do. us up with a TrackMan, dude. We do absolutely. Greg says uh, college football PGA seconds. Wow, let's go, okay, Greg. Greg, we still got to get out and golf, dude. Come on. Yeah, we haven't played together all summer, dude. Yeah, like come on, dude. Uh, PGA MLB. Uh, I love watching. PGA Golf. I cannot wait for the Ryder Cup. I am stoked. Looking forward to it. Boyd Lake, NFL and college football, NCAA basketball, NBA, and MLB. Okay. Okay, so football means a lot. Uh, Salty meant football. Whatever. Okay, I don't know what this this is. I almost think getting a... uh, Yeah, I uh, I don't know what this is. What do they call that? Rolling the tongue. Football. I, um, I, I am not... Oh, get up. Get out of here. Let's go. It's out of here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's have a home run parade, MFs. Austin Riley, two-run home run. My man ain't getting 16 outs tonight. what I just say? Write it down, man. Write it down. Like, this is what I mean. You want to borrow my pen? See? Write this, it down. This is awesome. Write it down. See? So now... Now, Strider's going to come out and strike out the side. Shut up. Schwartz is going to strike out. Schwartz. And then we're going to come right back up and hit more bombs. <laughs> Dude, that was a moonshot, too. Riley Holy just crap. Riley just took him to South Jersey, man. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Look at oh them my. doing. Dude, they're doing the eagle celebration. They are. The they're Braves doing the dugout. fly, eagles, fly. Damn. I love it. Uh, I'm with. This is, this is the sickness of prize picks in Daily Fantasy. <laughs> This is why I love Daily so Fantasy. awesome. Dude's eight pitches in, and he's already given up two runs. Here's my guy, Olsen. Oh, uh, you prick. Oh, I thought he grounded out. Because <laughs> this is what I got running tonight. <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I got running tonight. This is why I'm so into this game. I am all in on this game outside of Rutschman. So I need Matt Olsen here to have nine or more. Oh, good take in the dirt. <laughs> he's about to savage his loins. Too much. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was that was that was too much, dude. That was um <laughs> Come on, come on, don't let me down. Oh strike two. And a miss. Oh, he struck him out. God swing and a miss. All right, I lost. Um it's over. It's over. Raider Mark says uh, college football, basketball, NFL, college baseball, MLB and NBA, ML MHL. And is that Hello? like uh motor uh motor boating hot league? Uh, in that order. Voting hot league. Um, Gary Wolf says the Schwab. Let's go. Uh, Shoddy says Ryder Cup. Super excited yes. for the Ryder Cup. Me too. Uh, Mike Smith. Uh, yeah, forgot about UFC. Good call. I don't mind a little UFC occasionally. How about uh, Adesanya losing? Like, dude is done. Like, it's over. We'll see you later. We'll see you later. By the way, Sanchez yeah. is up to 13 pitches. We need another base runner here. Get him to 20. <laughs> RJC man, where do ladies football fit in the action asking for a friend? You mean Bro, like the wait, lingerie what? football league? Is that Bro. still a Bro, thing? What are you talking about, man? Ladies, but it, finally. Oh, boy. I say finally. Oh, boy. No, that's a fly out. Okay. 14 pitches for Sanchez in the first inning. Two now runs. it's time for Strider to come out and strike out the side. And get lit. No. Let's no, go, dude. Schwarbs. Dude, um, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for you, and now you're rooting against my guy. Yeah, because we like, are diametrically opposed you? on Spencer Strider. Hell out of here with that, dude. Jerk. Um, did you guys notice soccer is getting quite the cash infusion? Women's soccer in this country 
it, the NWSL has got a significant cash infusion. So we'll uh, we'll see. Raider Mark says more of a college sports fan than pro. Okay. Uh, Corey Erickson, if I can go to a game in person, that pretty much uh, everything goes up. Absolutely. Yeah, seriously. Greg Hawkins, does anyone watch hockey? Watched a hockey replay the other day, and it was wild. Super aggressive contact sport. I love it. I'm a huge fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. Love the Utah yeah, the Grizzlies. Connor Bedards. Had, had the opportunity to uh, chit-chat with Ryan Kanasiewicz, the uh, head coach and general manager of Dude's the Grizzlies. A stud, the other day. Bro. He is a stud. Another guy who can play golf. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I watch hockey, Greg. Guys, guys, guys. NFL Muzak in two minutes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Boxing? Nah, I'm done with nah, boxing. Nah, I'm good. Um, Lance Johnson, NBA is second to last, only above hockey. I love the NBA. I love it. I feel like <laughs> if you're an NBA hater, your hate is strong. Your hate is very strong. Mike Smith, uh, anyone watch that crazy slapping contest? That stuff is insane. That's Dana White. <laughs> Dana White from the UFC, who did not lose power. He gained power in the Endeavor merger. Uh, that slapping league is Dana White's. What, what is it called again? That. What is it called? Uh, Power let, slap. Let me it? slap your meat. I think it. No. Let me slap your meat. Greg says I love slapping fights. Do you like slapping fights more than you like football at fifty or less? Football fifty ten to the hour every hour on the Monty program. Here we go. Here comes Schwarbs. Now I'm just warning you. If Schwarber hits a moonshot right here, I'm I am. Pissed. I might get. New, Dude, I, 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 I may take off my shirt. If Schwarbs goes deep, <laughs> I won't do that to you guys. I might unbuckle oh. my. I might unbuckle my shoelaces. Okay. Uh, I'm wearing jeans today, by the way. Yeah. What the hell is this about, dude? Like, like. Wow, dude! What the hell was that? I wore jeans today. It's only 65 degrees out. What do you want from me? Dude. I've lost so much weight that these jeans are huge on me now. Bitch. Why are jeans so damn expensive? Football, 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. 97 down the pipe. Uh, presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Change your life. $10, 30-day trial membership. Make the money that you have always dreamed about. Go on the vacations. Do what Boss Frog does and buy yourself a Porsche every week. It is what it is when you work at Triday or you're a day trader because you went to TridayTrading.com. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that, damn, it's full count, three and two on Schwarbs. I don't think there's any doubt this this Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins discussion. Yeah. I think it's real. How real do you think it is? Oh, I think it's real. I mean, the, the Jets need a solution one way or the other. I, I wish that Zach Wilson was more of an option for the Jets, but he's just not there yet. He's so young. He's had so little opportunity that it's, it's you know. Ball four. I, 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 had a, I had a good take going, too. Ball four. Schwartz on base. Yeah, Strider. Shave that mustache, you porn stash guy. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. Yeah, the Jets need a quarterback. That's what I was saying. I think it's very real. And I think Kirk Cousins is the only replacement that might be available. I didn't yeah. say is available. Yeah. Might be available. Tyler Heineke, or uh, Taylor Heineke, I think is a name you need to pay attention to. But none of the retired guys, the Jets are not going to take a flyer on a Phillip Rivers. But I just don't think 
think you need to, dude. You don't, you don't need, if you're gonna go out and get someone, it's gotta be a really reliable option. And I think, you know, as much as I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, I, I think he is a reliable option. I mean, you know what you're getting out of him. And that may not be a Super Bowl, but I think at the very least, you could rely on him to guide you to the playoffs. You know, again, you have the defense, like, I, again, I don't love Kirk Cousins, but unfortunately, he is the best option out there. Uh, boy, this is interesting. Bro, so I got to get you this Instagram post. Aaron Rodgers oh posted on Instagram. And this is phenomenal out of Aaron Rodgers. So you guys, were you, were we wondering if A-Rodge -A was going to retire? Boys, I don't think he's retiring. Let me find it for you. You don't want to miss this. Look at this thing right here. A-Rodge on Instagram today. Hello? Uh, yeah, look at that picture of him in a jet uniform carrying a flag. Thanks to every person that has reached out, called, texted, DM'd, connected through a friend. I'm completely heartbroken and humbled, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. Proud of my guys, one and all. What is this guy, Batman? Like, what the hell are we doing, dude? What? I mean, come on, bro. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, what? What is this? What are you? What are you? What are you, Christian Bale now? Why are we clapping? Aaron Rodgers is amazing. What are you, an Aaron Rodgers guy now, dude? My heart, God, dude. my heart is a flutter. Well, no, I actually feel happy for Aaron Rodgers because I won't have to watch him beat the Bears this year. And um, I actually, yeah, screw you, Spencer Strider strikeouts. You're not striking out Trey Turner either. Too much. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, this is a brilliant post. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I don't like anything about Aaron Rodgers. He poured beer on my family. I hate Aaron Rodgers. But this is a really good post. Yeah. This is a really, really good post. Yeah. So, hey, more power to him, right? Yeah. More power to him. Uh, Tarrant County boy puts the music up there. Uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Jeff Woodworth says, Jets trying to break the record for most QBs traded for in one season. It could happen. It could happen. Football 50, 10 to the hour, every hour. Presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. And again, you guys, I want you to understand when you graduate the Tri-Day Trading program and you're ready to make your first trades, you trade with their money, not your money. And when you make money with TridayTrading.com's money, they give you 80% of the profit. TridayTrading.com, 30-day trial membership for 10 bucks of a charity donation. What do you have to lose? Stop making excuses. Stop complaining about your gigs. Stop complaining about your jobs. The house, the car broken down in your credit card debt and get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and get a $10 30-day trial membership. Uh, Boss Frog for 20 bucks. Thank you, Boss Frog. Uh, hi, Jake. Jake, he, Boss Frog's here. That's, man, that's... He, just wants you to, he wants you to, he's checking in. Yeah, thank you. He's checking in. Uh, NCAA Football 1, NFL 2, F1-3. Really? Big F1 guy, okay. Do you, now... I guess the biggest question is, do you like horse face? <laughs> what? Horse face, dude. The guy has a name. Yeah, it's it's pronounced horse face. No. 
Yes, it is. No. I looked it up in the thesaurus. <laughs> it is pronounced horse face. Human or non-human? Human. Dude, his name is Max. Max Horseface. No. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Have you seen? Have you seen? Let me. Ask, have you seen Secretariat and, and Max Horseface in the same place? No. Neither have I. Non-human. Tell me he's not a horse. Yeah. With that face, gotta believe he is. Okay. I hate Max Verstappen. Uh, pr Premier League. Oh, you're a Premier. Oh. Man. Oh, come on. What? Hashtag never walk alone. <laughs> I can't get away from Liverpool fans. No matter where I go. It's like an infection under my eyelid. I can't get away from Premier League <laughs> or from Liverpool fans. I can't. By the way, Strider's thrown 49 pitches in this at-bat to Bryce Harper. He's having trouble putting guys away, man. I've heard that about him. Dude, I, um, I just, I, I mean, this is crazy, bro. Stay hard. Like, what? come on, dude. Uh, a lot. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> and now Bryce Harper stepped out during Strider's leg kick. Oh, <laughs> we getting mean now. By the way, Jake has Spencer Strider eight and a half more than eight and a half strikeouts. I have Spencer Strider less. Strider's thrown 20 pitches yeah. and does not have a strikeout yet. Yeah. And we're in the bottom of the first. And Bryce Harper! Oh, ah. my goodness. 97 fouled it away. I can't get away from Liverpool fans. Yeah. It's it, seriously, it's like, an, it, it's like an infection under your eyelid. Mm -hmm. And you, you just, you can't get, you can't. You can't get away from it. It's brutal. Uh, Aaron, whoa, comment dump. Uh, Cam Harrison, what's up, Cam? Good afternoon, guys. Good to see you. Like West Ham unis? No, I don't. Chelsea blue. Forever blue, bro. Right. Is what it is. Woohoo! Ball four, mother... Let's go. Two on, one out. I, what am I going to do? <laughs> uh, oh, all right. my God. Apparently, apparently, during the Bills press conference a reporter started talking trash about Stefan Diggs. Didn't know the mic was on. <laughs> oh, there's no control over Stefan Diggs. Dude's going to do what he wants to do. Oh, no. He'll look in my face and say, F you. That's how he treats everybody. Oh, no. Oh, dude. No. Dude. Oh, no. Uh, you No. Dude. No. Here comes Strider's first strikeout, by the way. Alec Bohm is up. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, Toto Wolf, Mercedes boss, Toto Wolf, way more insufferable than Maxi Pooh. Horse face, please. Uh, I didn't hear the Mercedes camp complaining about, uh, dominance when they were dominating, but now it's a problem. GTFO. Yeah. The problem is it's very clear. You don't have this much of an advantage over the entire sport. Red Bull that it'll come out at some point. It always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Johnson says Elway is the original horse face, dude. He looks like a pony, my little pony. Yeah. Compared to what's in, I won't say his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, college basketball, IMSA, WAC, NILF, KVB, NIL, and MBA. Okay. Um, uh, Adam, Adam's piece, soccer, you are talking about soccer. Yes. Soccer. What do you mean? Football. 
Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the football. Five o'clock yeah. on the Monty Show, uh, which, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. If you've been in an accident, you guys, uh, you know how difficult it can be. And you know when you get into an accident, you need somebody to help you think clearly. You need somebody who knows the right from the wrong. And trust me, especially in car accidents, workman's comp, you name it, you're always going to have that moment where somebody else is going to say, oh, yeah, just just go ahead and strike out, Spencer Strider. Uh, just go ahead and... <laughs> Just go ahead and sign this form and we'll get everything handled for you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why would you not go to the advocates? It costs you nothing. You can chat with one of the best injury attorneys in the industry without paying a penny. And you don't even have to make a phone call. Go to theadvocates.com. Box right in the middle of the page. It says chat with an attorney. All you have to do is tell them, hey, this is my situation. Here's what happened. They're going to they're gonna take over the rest. Let them clutter your... Let them take all that clutter off your plate. When your mind's busy at night because you're worried about how you're going to pay your rent or your mortgage, call the advocates. When you're in pain and you don't know how you're going to afford medication, call the advocates. Let them take your worries away. Let them handle your business so you can get back to you know, taking care of your family. You can get healthy. That's what the advocates do for you. And you never reach into your pocket to pay the advocates at theadvocates.com. Um, yes, yes. We are watching Braves and Phillies. Spencer Strider is a bone of contention here on the Monty program. Mm -hmm. Jake's got him to strike out more than eight and a half batters, so he needs nine strikeouts. I've got him less. He's got one so far in the first, and he's thrown 29 pitches. Yeah, rough first inning here. Does he last long enough to strike out nine guys? I that's mean, the, the question. The thing with Strider is he's capable of striking out the side. He's one of those he guys is. that's capable of doing it. I, but I don't even think he needs to do that. He's struggled to put guys away. He's had multiple two-strike counts here and just hasn't put guys away. But this Phillies lineup is a bunch of professional hitters. Yeah, but better, pitch, uh, good pitching beats great hitting. 11 like, balls, 19 strikes, 30 total pitches. Yeah. It's it, it yeah. This is going to be rough. He needs to get the strikeout here, and I think you're in good shape if he gets the strikeout here. Yeah, but if he doesn't strike out, Stott. Oh yes, sir. Let's go. Base hit. My goddamn left fielder's going to score. Coming in to score. Kyle Schwarber makes it two one Braves over the Phillies. Fat. I'm telling you. Uh, what happened to Papa Murphy's? Monty ended the sponsorship. Without being specific, we're going through a bit of a transition in our business model. So at some point, we'll talk about that on the show. But no, Papa Murphy's is a great partner of ours. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things. Drew Money says, man, you no, Chelsea forever. Chelsea forever. Tarrant County, boy. Yeah, I was ready to. I was ready for don't forget either calzones or meatballs telling you breaking news jets just signed uncle rico he can throw it over the mountains dude who the f is that guy he can throw it over the mountains all right non-sports stories coming up in 25 minutes do you believe that dead alien bodies reside in mexico <laughs> you knew we were going to talk about that and another political video scandal this one's remarkable it's remarkable Absolutely remarkable. Let's reset the biggest stories in sports. I think this situation at Cal is very interesting. Is Cal really going to the ACC? It's one of those, 
Probably, maybe, I think they are, but there's a chance they might not. Very UCLA of Cal. Um, ooh, a little exhaust dude, happening over dude, here. Come on, uh, bro, but the like... point is, what? The point is, which you're going to get a high fiber <laughs> breakfast. The point is, Cal is part of the UC um, system, University of California at Berkeley. Uh, and they have their Board of Regents meeting next Tuesday to figure out how on earth they're going to be able to afford Cal going to the ACC. And of course, you know who's going to pay for that. It's going to be UCLA. And they've already, as part of their Big Ten agreement, agreed to subsidize Cal. But Jake, I don't know that there's enough money in that agreement for UCLA and Cal to thrive. Is it a mistake for Cal to go to the ACC? I mean, I think mistake or not, it's the only choice they have. I mean, like at some point, you know, you, you have to get into a situation where you're making more money. And I just, I, I I don't know what other options Cal has. They can't go to the Mountain West. They definitely can't go independent. They have to be in a power conference so they get the free ride of that paycheck. And and that's the tough part. Like, I, I don't know, like, what else is Cal supposed to do? What, like, what what other options do yeah. they have? I mean, I, I just don't know that there is another path. And I think that's what's difficult. Like, you, you... You, you have to do what you have to do. And, I, again, I just don't think Cal has a choice. And, yeah, I do think there's a real conversation for Cal around the travel to the East Coast and what that looks like and how all that's going to be set up. Because, again, we can talk all about, like, hey, we're going to set up pods and, you know, you're, you're going to have to fly to Texas for the most part. We're not going to have to fly all the way across the country. Like, I've heard that idea floated a million times that we're going to hold all these Olympic tournaments at Jerry world and you know, all these professional stadiums in Texas or maybe in Oklahoma, like midpoints in the country. Even if that's the case, like I, I don't think that fixes your problem per se. You need something that is more profitable for Cal, not something that simply just makes them more money. That's what nobody wants to talk about is like, Hey, yeah, sure. Maybe the revenue is a bit more, right? Just slightly more than they were getting in the Pac-12. Yeah. But yep. the profitability goes way down, and that's the issue with it. I, I just We have to come to a place where we understand that if you're not winning on the football field, you're going to have a, a, a really difficult time running a proper athletic department unless you're one of those institutions that has an endowment. And that's just the reality of athletics in the current day and age. I see very little chance that the, the UC Board of Regents – limits their opportunity or denies their opportunity. I, I, there's just no win for anybody in that case. But I also go back to the original conversation about Cal. This is terrible for Cal athletes. Terrible. Yeah. There's no other way to spin this. When you make a move where your sole decision-making is about the finances of that move, I, I just – it's always a mistake. Yeah. and Always. I, and I think that – you know, the tough part is is that Cal has never shown a willingness to run a good business model. They've never shown the willingness to be like, yeah, hey, our stadium is old. Like, yeah, we need to renovate. But what good is renovating if we don't win anything? And I think that's what's really difficult. And, and I hesitate to say that their program, their football program is awful because I think that, that ultimately it's not necessarily that it's awful. It's that it's not a priority. And we see this in many, many different uh, uh, institutions, right? Like, again, I, I keep reference, referencing Stanford. 
Stanford's different than Cal, though, and I feel like they get lumped into the same thing because of ACC expansion. Everyone wants to say, oh, well, hey, like, what about Stanford? How is Stanford in such a better position than Cal? Well, Stanford's in a better position than Cal because Stanford's got money for days. And that's what I think ultimately is the X factor if you don't win on the football field. Do you have the endowment or do you not have the endowment? And by the way, I think that the schools that are good now, like let's say Clemson, Dude, if Clemson and Dabo don't find a way to start embracing the transfer portal and start embracing NIL and start embracing the concept of, hey, kids can go pretty much wherever they want unless they're named Tez Walker at UNC. Yeah, because that's the case, we need to get in the portal. We need to be more attractive because ultimately winning isn't recruiting. You can't say, yeah, we won that championship 10 years ago. We were good when Fivehead was in the program. But since five then, head. Yeah, but since then, we haven't done much. We haven't we we haven't accomplished much. Meanwhile, out in the mountain time zone, Dion's done a lot. The Big Twelve looks a little more attractive these days to football players than the ACC does. So for me, I just think if you're Cal, you gotta make a decision. And that is, hey, are you going to win on the football field or start winning, like start improving as soon as possible? Or are you going to stay mediocre and stay with money problems? Because I just I just don't think there is another way. And that's my issue with Stanford and Cal. And this whole ACC expansion thing. At some point, winning programs or bad programs have yeah. to start winning. And you're not going to survive without that. That's the issue. I think that you have, and to your credit, you have said that for, how old are you, 29? Uh, You've said that for like 28 and a half years of your life. Right. Uh, You have been on this Stanford sucks, they don't win thing. Yeah. And there's a large part of me now that believes that and agrees with you. And I think it's very difficult that when you look at what we have in front of us in the ACC, you can't spin me. And this, for the most part, this validates Mac Brown at North Carolina. 100%. Because Mac Brown went on to talk about how the NCAA is, you know, they don't look out for the kids and they're all about the money. And why are Stanford and Cal being invited to the ACC? Why are they going to the ACC? It's 100% about money. It is 100% about money. There's there's just no other way. I don't even know how else you would spin that. Yeah, and I think what's difficult is like, yeah, they're going for the money, but again, it's this idea of profitability. Like uh, like I can't emphasize this enough. Stanford doesn't care. Stanford They don't care at all. Does not care. I I I mean like it, it literally is a situation where Stanford's like, "Oh, the Pac-12 dissolved? All right, cool. Well, where do we want to go? Oh, the ACC? All right, just just hit me up in a month and let me know how much the check is for, and I'll get that done for. I mean, that's literally what you're talking about. It is seriously, like, and I, and and I I want it to be different than that. Yeah, I do. I don't think it will ever be different than that. Yeah, I think you're looking at a situation where it it will always be about paychecks. It used to be about access to championships. That's not the case anymore, and I I, I don't know. It's just my opinion. This is terrible. California going to the ACC is terrible. Yeah. Stanford going to the ACC is terrible. And it's and Mac Brown was right. And we can yeah. argue about this and fight over it all you want. I'm never going to be in a place where I can say, yeah, it's it's fine to travel 3,000 miles, um, you know, across the country. It's fine, you know, to send your volleyball teams. And it's not fine. It's not fine. And it's never going to be fine. It's just, it's really, and I would remind you, 
these conversations are never about football. Yeah. Less about basketball and 100% about everything that's not a football or a basketball. Baseball, softball, um, rowing, you name it. Every other Olympic sport, track and field, swimming, you're traveling a hell of a lot more. How's Cal getting how's Cal getting the rowing team to Texas? To Kentucky? To wherever? How how are you doing that? You're paying for that. Right? So so you gotta pay extra to move all this, but where's that money coming from? That's what I'm trying to understand. It's a big question, in my opinion. Uh Alex uh Reyes says we're an elitist AF true. I mean I But have, for the wrong reason. Yeah, I mean uh, again, respectfully, Alex. I think Cal fan, and I don't know if this is true about you, but generally speaking, my experience with Cal fan is they like them some Cal a lot. They think that Cal is an incredible institution. And educationally speaking, it is. It absolutely is. Dude, if you have if you've got a degree from Cal, that's a big deal. But but athletically, which is what we're talking about on the program, they're not. They're simply not. And and that's that just cannot continue. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. But as sure as I am sitting here, you know this is going to end poorly. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Hey, a little breaking news from uh, Shams uh, at Stadium. Rockets working to trade Kevin Porter Jr. along with draft compensation in the wake of charges of felony assault and strangulation due to an alleged attack on his girlfriend. Who's trading for Kevin Porter Jr.? Yeah, I I, I, th- I thought you said they're trying to trade him. Who exactly wants to pick him up? Like, I don't think he ever plays in the NBA again. Yeah. He talked about Kevin Porter Jr., you'll remember, talked about how, you know, hey, the Houston Rockets saved my life. And, oh, my God, it's amazing that they, you know, I'm never going to let them down. And, well, that all went out the window over the weekend. Yeah. I think this is one of the worst egregious cases we have ever seen because now we know, according to the affidavits and testimony in court, that Kevin Porter Jr. also tried to hit his girlfriend with his car and succeeded in hitting her car with his car. Yeah. And that they're they they're saying that he has been a menace in her life. Yeah. Like, why would you want this guy on your team? And who's giving up draft compensation? And who's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Who's trading for this cat? Yeah, I mean, I think the tough part for him too is like he's so young. I mean, you yes. know, and, and we all remember you know, the John Wall situation in Houston where John Wall talked a lot about how, like, you know, he tried to tell those kids, you know, that, you know, going to the club every night is not what a winning organization No, he tried to tell and... those kids this isn't the NBA with the Houston Rockets. This is not how the NBA functions. This is not yeah. how locker rooms work. This is not professional basketball. Yeah, now, you know, now we have this coming out. And, and, and I find it so funny, too. I tweeted about it. Dude, Miles Bridges coming out and, and ripping this guy must be the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen. Like, I I don't understand. Sometimes I really wonder about NBA players, and and I think it's because the NBA culture is very much, hey, take care of your business on the court and then check out, right? It's not like the NFL where it's like, hey, dude, like if you're a rookie in the NFL, you're in the facility constantly. I mean, you live at the facility. Like a lot of these young guys in the league, they get that rookie deal, 
they go to practice and they just go do whatever. That's what's different, in my opinion. That's why I think, you know, guys like Kevin Porter Jr., getting yourself in trouble, man. And and I also think the threats that were made to him on Instagram by, I think, his ex, ex or his girlfriend's brother, like, that's not cool. I mean, dude said he was coming for you. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, this is a mess. This is an absolute mess, and, and I don't know who's trading for that cat because I don't see anybody willing to put themselves in harm's way No, for him. I, I truly, I truly don't. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. Lance Johnson says twenty million, but twenty million minus eight million is twelve million to cover travel expenses. They should be able to absorb that annually. Do you understand that the the money that they're losing already at, at Berkeley? I mean, it, it's it's remarkable to me. It is, yeah, it's crazy. Um, let's see. Uh, a la Ray Rice, and Ray Rice never played again. Greg Hardy at Walmart. Okay. But I, I think this is much more, I mean, obviously, you know, comparing Ray Rice and Greg Hardy is not something that I'm really interested in doing. But, no. But when I first saw the Kevin Porter Jr. thing, I, I have to admit, I did think about Greg Hardy. Like, I did think about the Kareem Hunt video. Uh, like I did think about several other cases. Like again, the NBA is a little different though. You know, like the video the NBA thing... has been more lenient in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Well, the idea that miles bridges still has the opportunity to play is pretty crazy. I mean, and then to talk smack about domestic violence. Yeah. It's wild to me. Yeah. It's, it, it's absolutely wild to me that, that, mm. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith, trading him to another country a la uh, Mr. Baseball movie. Dude, he'll ne- he, he, he should never play in the NBA again. Yeah. He should never play in the NBA again. Yeah. Ever. And, and he will, apparently. He, he will, but he should never. Pied Piper, look at you. Up. Hey guys, I'm a little behind in the show, but sports priorities, college football, MLS, Premier League, NFL, NBA, if baseball ceased to exist, my life wouldn't change one bit. Wow. Damn, bro. Wow. Hey now. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, let's get, uh, wow. Comment dump. Matt Ritson, Cal football doesn't fix stadium. They move Oakland Coliseum. Will be empty when the A's leave. Seriously. Seriously, but they their stadium's fine. Their stadium is is absolutely fine. But the the Kevin Porter Jr. thing, I don't remember what we were talking about yesterday. Hmm. Maybe it was Mel Tucker. I can't remember. If Kevin Porter Jr. plays in the NBA again, it will be the the living definition of sports washing. And I hope he at some point we have to stop. There is no not such a bad case of domestic violence. Yeah, we were. There is no worse or better than yeah. when it comes to domestic violence. Yeah. I mean, again, we yesterday we had this whole thing in the comments section about Art Bryles and Mel Tucker. Yes. And just all the different situations in college football that have gone horrible for people. And, and yeah, I, I think what, what – leagues of every variety nfl nba major league baseball certainly but like major league baseball addison russell anyone know where addison russell's at anyone heard about addison russell recently like you guys cut former cub shortstop addison russell 
domestic violence, has not played in Major League Baseball. Went to Mexico, and I think he's still in the KBO now. Yeah. Korean baseball organization. Look at, um, oh, my God, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer pitching in Japan. Guilty of nothing. Not found guilty, not convicted. In fact, found essentially innocent of the charges because they said there was so little evidence to file the charges. Guilty of people's judgment. And he will never pitch in the major leagues again. Dominating in in Japan. Never going to pitch in the majors again. So, when it comes down to folks like Kevin Porter Jr., yeah. I mean, it's a situation where you're never going to play in the NBA again, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. And and you're going to go over to, let's say, China or, you know, wherever he winds up going. And you will dominate. He is already, in my opinion, more athletic than 99% of the NBA. The guy is a physical freak. But he has always been a a problem problem. off the court. Yes, he has. Not just domestic violence, many other things. Uh, Main event says KPJ disabled his Instagram comments. I'm sure he did. Probably should have disabled his Instagram. Probably should have disabled being a complete douche. Like, how hard is it not to beat your girlfriend? I, I seriously hope we don't just glaze over this. Yeah. That this isn't that this isn't just a footnote on his Wikipedia page. That that would I'd have a real problem with that. Yeah. I I, mm. I I just think if you Yeah. Yes, Jeff Woodworth. Domestic violence should be a contract killer in all sports. You at what point do we say, but we don't do it with DUIs. We don't do it like there's so many things that we just don't do. Hey, man, if if you commit domestic violence, yeah, I agree. You should not be allowed to play anymore. I mean, it's not rocket science. It is not rocket science, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. Alex uh, says Kevin Porter must have uh, hated having a $64 million contract. And that's always what I come back to. I love this point, Alex. These guys, and, and again, you know, perspective, right? These guys have always been paid. They've always been in a great place. Like they've never had to worry about money. They've always been driving their G wagons and Lambos. So for them, a G wagon and a Lambo isn't a big deal. You know that life they get to live isn't a big deal. But they take it for granted, and th- and that's the thing. Remember how his contract was structured, though. NBA contracts are almost always fully guaranteed. His was not. His was guaranteed for one year. Because they knew he's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. So who's going to trade for that ticking time bomb? I hope nobody. And again, we're talking about Kevin Porter Jr. Because uh, Shams at Stadium is reporting uh, Rockets working to trade Kevin Porter Jr. along with draft compensation in the wake of felony assault and strangulation due to alleged attack on his girlfriend. Which is just freaking wild to me. Yeah. It's wild to me that they think they can trade him. Why didn't you cut him? I don't know. Why not cut him? Uh, Final one on this, Boyd. Like, how do such gifted athletes end up with such low character? The hard work of athletics should be character building and and are for the most part. But not for guys with that level of ability. And the other issue is money and talent do not cover up who you are. Most times... It exposes who you are. Yeah. 
most times money exposes your character yeah. as the saying goes success most times exposes who you are really who you truly are yeah because a lot of times when you're not the best in a sport when you're just a bench guy or when you're just whoever you fly under the radar but then when you become an all-star then when you get a new contract R rudy gobert Rudy Gobert got exposed by his $41 million a year deal. Yeah, nobody cared about his shortcomings when he was making 20. Nobody knew his contract when he was making not $40 million a year. Yeah. As ridiculous as that is. And screw you, Olsen! <laughs> Prize picks is not going well tonight. Well, for you it's not. For me it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. What do you mean? How is it not? How is it going good for you? Spencer Strider's got three strikeouts. Christopher Sanchez has seven retired. He's not going to make sixteen. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I need Matt Olson to get off his ass and get some hits. Yeah, jerky. I need him not. He's zero for two, and he's not looking good at all. DG. Uh, so you get in trouble now for talking to Art Bryles? Yeah. You do. You do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. That, that, oh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you picked that up. Whew. Man. I was worried. Brilliant. <laughs> I thought somebody was going to defend Jeff Levy. <laughs> that probably would not have gone well. Uh, Jeff Whitworth, Jakey getting piped again. <laughs> Dude, repeatedly. Over and over and over Price again. picks is not easy. But, man, it is addicting. And I love it. I love everything about it. All you got to do is, you know, just pick the right guys and you win a lot. You know, uh, Phil Venzer, what value I get? What do you mean, Phil? Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What you're uh, a lot. You know. Uh, all right. Let's get into the uh, non-sports stories of the day presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY20. Go buy yourself some Buckshot. Dude, look how much energy we've had since mm -hmm. we took it two hours ago. And Jakey Twoholes has been unbearable since. Well, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I love my buckshot. I love my whey protein isolate. Mm -hmm. Their protein powders at buckedup.com. I take their collagen peptides. I take their creatine. Everything you need, you can count on bucked up because they make good products with the best ingredients and they do exactly what they say they're going to do. Use the promo code Monty20 to get 20% off your purchase at checkout. Um, I will, yeah. Hit it. It is awesome. I'm a huge Bucked Up fan. They yeah. have helped me lose weight. I've lost over 50 pounds now. Okay. Now, here's my matchup, okay? Not to get off the Bucked Up thing. Strider versus Schwarber. Need a strikeout here big time. Okay, so uh, Strider's through two innings, and he's got 49 pitches. Brutal. Oof. Brutal. You're not getting eight and a half strikeouts. Yeah. We'll see. But Schwarbs, who's one for one... Uh, we'll see what he does here. So this is your matchup. This we'll is, keep this you updated. This is going to be rough. Um, DG says, so do we need to exile him to an island? Who? Uh, let's see. Sir Bob Loblaws. Bryles wasn't there coaching. He did nothing dude, wrong. Do we really need to do Are this again, Are we really again, doing dude? this again? Seriously. So wait, let me get this right. Art Bryles dressed up. God. Was it Halloween? That's, Jesus. that's, it was Halloween. What a couple of assholes we are.
And he just conveniently shows up on your football field dressed as an Oklahoma coach. Jesus. So if if Art Bryles did nothing wrong, uh, why is everybody apologizing? Why did everybody come out and disavow his appearance there? Why did Jeff Levy go from he's my father-in-law, he's the father of my, you know, he's the grandfather to my two children on Saturday night to Monday morning being like, hey, man, I'm really sorry I didn't handle that well. Uh, yeah, tough situation, my bad, never going to happen again. Yeah, it couldn't have, been, couldn't have been the sexual assault that happened repeatedly under Art Bryles. Couldn't have been, you know, all the heinous things that happened. Jake. Jesus. We sports wash I, I, in this country. I, I don't care if you, I, literally, like I will go scorched earth on these kind of dudes right here. This guy is terrible. And if you disagree with that, you've got a problem. Art Bryles is the worst of the worst. Art Bryles is exactly what's wrong with college sports. And when you look at this picture, that's Art Bryles on the left Jeff Lebby, the offensive coordinator on the right at Oklahoma, you would know that because they're both dressed up as Oklahoma coaches on the field after the game. And the bigger issue is, is that Jeff Lebby invited Art Bryles to the game and then thought it would be okay to be photographed with Art Bryles standing on the field with all the Oklahoma players, coaches, and staff. Oh, but he did nothing wrong. Come on, guys. You're being too hard on him. Art Bryles should never be allowed in another college facility. He should never be allowed to coach football again. And Jeff Levy, I don't know that Jeff Levy should be fired for this, but would you blame Oklahoma if they did? Jeff Levy is about as close to a, hey, you're going to take the week off as you can get without being disciplined. That, I mean, you are walking a very fine line. Mike Smith, Oklahoma admin is pissed. That is all you need to know. The head coach and the athletic director are like, yeah, he didn't have a field pass and we didn't know he was going to be there. We'll address it. And then the worst part of this is Jeff Lebby thought he could be an a-hole about it after the game and say, well, that's family. That's family. That's my father-in-law, the grandfather to my two children. And then came back and apologized wholeheartedly and completely changed his tune. Oh, that's right, because they probably threatened his job if he mm. didn't. Yeah. But he did nothing wrong, and he's a perfectly fine human being. And the thing is, Sir Bob, you don't get it. Then blame the son-in-law for this particular deal. You can't blame the son-in-law. There's no unwinding the watch, bro. You can't have Art Bryles wearing coaching gear on the field at Oklahoma. And if I have to explain that to you, that's the problem. Like, I, I, it's amazing to me how many people, never mind. Look, can we talk about aliens, please? It's time for the non-sports stories of the day. Yeah. Okay, do you guys believe in this? Do you believe in aliens? Because, and you should probably put your hands at 10 and 2. Or sit down if you're at home. Because this next term is brand new. A Mexican UFOologist. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me, sir. UFOlogist? UFOL? How are you pronouncing that, my man? Claims to have multiple alien bodies. 
Spencer Strider gets out of the inning with no strikeouts. See, and this is what pisses me God off, God bless dude. America. The guy's pitching well, and he's just not striking anybody out. God. <laughs> I, I should just quit. I, I literally, like, maybe maybe I need to Jeff Levy myself and take a week off. <laughs> okay, look, Art Bryles, take it easy. <laughs> uh, do you guys believe in aliens? This Mexican UFOologist says that he has these two alien bodies. Dude caught some bodies. They were buried in the desert in Mexico. Yeah. Not not the first time finding a body in the desert in Mexico, huh? And he claims that these are real alien bodies. Infowars.com. And Mahomey said this. You can't make this up. In a Mexican congressional hearing, this UFOologist <laughs> claims these dudes are a thousand years old. These are mummified alien mm. remains found in the desert of Mexico. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. UFO enthusiasts, according to reports, <laughs> celebrated this remarkable event today in Mexico City's Congress. Twitter's been going crazy. Led by journalist and UFOologist Jaime Mausan. Yeah, I know what time it is. First of all. You didn't say they were alien. You said they were non-human. Human or non-human? Non-human. <clears throat> and I'm just saying, uh, these are mummified bodies, and you displayed them at an event in 2015, and you said back then that they were alien corpses. Biologics. Now, yeah, biologics and shit. Like, biologics. I'm, listen, I'm just over here. I'm just a hack on YouTube. What do I know? <laughs> There's not a chance in the world that that UFOologist is any different than urologist. <laughs> and there's no chance these are alien bodies. No. I don't believe my this fucking for a second. <laughs> Why? And here is my question. Number one, in the comments section, do you guys believe that these are alien bodies? Well, we've been on a little heater here recently in the news. You guys remember those 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 quote metal balls found at the bottom of the ocean? That were not Wait, from you, this Don't you planet. mean that, the, that by the Titanic? That was the remnants <laughs> of the submarine. Yeah, dude, damn. The metal ball. Damn, the Titan sub. Different? Yeah, I, I think, but I don't know because, you know, they're metals and stuff. You decide. We report you decide and stuff. Um, <laughs> do you guys believe this, dude? No. Uh, first of all, roll on you bears. Uh, that's a chupacabra. <laughs> Hot, holy moly. Oh, my God, dude. That's a, my man. That is Roll on, you bears. truly incredible. Well done. You I, have, I bow to you, Hold sir. Hold on. Let me, let me get this out real quick. Oh, uh, yeah, chupacabra. Yeah. You, chupacabra. Yeah, dude. Come oh, on, bro. Chupacabra. Yeah. He has our full respect. He does. Uh, Chupacabra, amazing. You win, sir. Uh, lock, look like E.T. Come on, man. Come on, man. This looks like... Now, do you... Everybody today was like, oh, bro, congratulations. What grade did you get in the paper mache class? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That's really cool that you oh made a, a paper mache mold of E.T. Look at the detail in the face, too. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to get fired over that. Uh, 
there uh there's some monkeys that evolved hey man yeah you know just it's just evolution dude must be boyd lake uh it's all ball bearings these days guys yeah dude yeah i got ball bearings all i have oh! this is my balls Derek roche i have an alien body in my basement okay uh, Sir Bob says, I believe him 167%. Jesus. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, Maury Albert is my favorite Floridian. I do believe in aliens, but I don't think they view us as any sort of threat. And no, this is not real. Thank and I, you. And I love how every time there's like an example of like alien bodies or like there's allegedly proof, they all look the same. Notice, can you pull the picture back up? Notice that the, that this alien skull is like a mile long. Right, we always we always portray their heads as like super long and their face is really small. Like that's what we always do. I don't buy for a second that this is a real alien corpse. I don't. There there there's no way. Uh Mike Joy, that's my high school yearbook pick. Mine too. Mine too. More to the point, that's what Jake's high school girlfriend looked like. How dare you? How are we finding a need to explain why this horrible person should be banished? I mean, aliens aren't horrible people. I mean, he means our Bryles. Uh, I don't know why we have to explain it. I I mean, I I, I truly do not. Yeah, it's just so much nonsense, dude. Uh, I I don't know. Baby Yoda's. I actually thought that, Gumby. There you go. Human or non-human? Yes, I actually thought that. Uh, I'm an alien in another country. Uh, Tarrant County, SMU, boy. I didn't know Tarrant County was another country, bud. <laughs> and we've been there, too, boy. Uh, Mike Smith, that is some hippie special art bong pipe project. He's lost it, burning man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, 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 guys. So all the rain at Burning Man, all that let mud. me dick up. Let me dick Whoa! Up. Whoa! Sorry, dude. It was a slip all of the that rain and all that, come, Yeah, man. All that uh, rain at, at Burning Man, it got my dick off. Stay uh, A lot. <laughs> it's over. It's look, over. Hey, look at this. Look at this thing I made out of the mud. <laughs> so me and this girl hooked up last night, and I was, it was so good, I made a mud sculpture out Getting of her at Burning Man. Here's what she looks like. Wish I'd gotten her number. Maybe I can find her on LinkedIn. I think I've hit it every time. Because trust me, she's a pro. (laughs) Dick. uh, How do you misspeak like that, sir? How do you misspeak like that? It happens to the best of us. It's once a year, okay? Things happen. All right. So. Speaking of. Virginia House candidate has a video problem. (laughs) This is on my Twitter feed, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. And you cannot make this up. I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, I don't, I, honest to God, somebody needs to explain to me how this happens. Virginia Democrat and key house race calls sharing of pornographic video an illegal invasion of privacy. <laughs> Susanna Gibson, a candidate to represent Virginia's 57th district, and her husband performed acts of marital bliss. Uh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. 
and they enjoyed uh, live streaming and uh, videotaping those endeavors. Honestly, I'd start stroking guys. <laughs> and now, and I know this is shocking in this country with politics. Right, right. Now, um, they are um, they are being used against Susanna Gibson. Scock. Okay. <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, what's um, wrong with her? I don't get this, you guys. So, you know we have a hard, fast rule on this show. <laughs> you do not send nudes. <coughs> you, do, you do not. <coughs> you do not send nudes. Right. But Ms. Gibson apparently did not get that memo. And not only did she send nudes, apparently she made adult videos Ooh. with her husband. Ooh. They literally posted them to an adult site of some kind yeah. that is publicly available. And now they're being used against her. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? And so I just ask, and I know, call me crazy, mm -hmm. why would I vote for you? The existence of the sexually explicit videos first reported by the Washington Post has injected, probably not the best word to use, uh, a, a, lot. a highly sensitive issue into one of the most competitive races in Virginia. Not anymore. Ms. Gibson, who is a nurse practitioner, mm. is going up against a retired home builder mm. on the Republican side. Gibson, a 40-year-old mother of two young children and her husband, oh, streamed adult content in exchange for quote-unquote tips on a live-streaming oh. pornographic website. Those videos were recorded and then archived on another site. The Post reported it had been alerted to the video's existence by a Republican quote-unquote operative oh okay so let me get this right you're running for a really important seat that's highly competitive and you didn't think this was going to come out schemers trying to control their little worlds because there is no i don't know if there is a date on this when but, the video came out you mean yes but here's the issue she wasn't trying to hide them. Apparently on this adult website, the videos were live streamed and there was no password required to view them even after Here, they were dude. archived. What are you doing? The couple has more than 5,700 followers on that website. And Gibson's attorney said the sharing of the videos violated the state's revenge porn law. A, you're not fit for office. <laughs> Let's just call this what it is. What? You're not fit for office, number one. <clears throat> number two, what are you thinking? And I obviously I have not seen the videos, but in the descriptions that are, that are given here, they are some graphic. Uh, they are fully produced encounters between her and her husband. Apparently, some on the some on this um, Drudge report are saying that the language is graphic. 
that there is grotesque sexual images before, during, and after the event. Dude. It sounds like this is the worst of the worst, and I'm just curious, why would we vote for you? I don't understand why this is so hard for people to understand. Dude, if you're running for public office, everything you've ever done is going to come out. It's going to come out. And 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 the idea that you you thought it was okay to be making that kind of content with your husband and then live streaming that content on a public site that is not, I guess, according to the article, password protected. So like this clearly was not an OnlyFans situation. This is a different site, apparently. It is not You're, OnlyFans. This is incredible. I mean, at least on OnlyFans, I can appreciate the fact that you have to pay and you got to be part of the thing, right? Like, you got to contribute to the creator's fund, if you will. Dude, you live stream this on some public site. That didn't then, require a password and, to view the content. And now you're surprised, and, and this is a Democratic candidate, is yes. that right? Now, that, so you're surprised the Republicans came no, no, and got no. it? No, 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 no. Republican operatives mm. got the video and then disseminated it out to all the major media outlets. Kiss my butt! Dude, you, I mean, what are you doing? What? What in the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're really a freaking mind. And these people are who are running for office to represent us. Brutal. Well, not us. Not me. Well. Not me. You know. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, at least on the Pac-12 network, nobody would have known she made such videos. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. Savage. Truth. I, mm. Uh, Jim Choi, she wanted to raise money for her election. It's all good. (laughs) You know. Uh, Boyd Lake, they must have a, shall we say, high opinion of themselves. Good grief. And I will I will admit, the interviews I saw her doing, they're fit people. Like, they clearly work out. She's a doctor, pra- nurse practitioner. What do you bet? And the, her husband's a lawyer. Like, they're good fit. They're good looking fit people. Why are you making marriage porn streamed live online so people <laughs> will tip you and then running for office? Literally. I don't get it. I please, and I know we've talked about this a ton on this show. Seriously, we've talked about this a ton. Stop recording yourselves, because the minute you record it on your phone, it's gone. It's it's gone. They know reset. Just understand that the minute you take a picture or record it on your phone, it's over. It's yeah. out there. Ask the reporter in Buffalo who's on a hot mic, dude. Come on, dude. It's out there, and. Tell your kids. I'm begging you to tell your kids. Dude, your mom is online. Don't. don't, Yeah. She has apparently two young sons. Or I shouldn't say that. Two young children. What are you going (coughs) to say to your son when he's like, hey, nice video, mom. (coughs) Dude. Because you know your son's going to see that. I just, I'm telling you, this is a terrible, terrible thing. Do not record yourself. Please. Um, having marital relations. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. I would never do it. No. I would never. Would you have you? Would you guys? Sir Bob says an OnlyFans account is every pot. Hey, man, if it's OnlyFans, at least you got to pay to see it. Yeah. This was not password protected. That's what's incredible. I, I mean, man. Dude, if you're going to do something like this, don't you have to have some level of security? I mean, I mean, it's just so brazen. Like you, you really so thought brazen. that this wouldn't come out? 
Yeah, Mike Smith, taking transparency to a whole new uh, level. Yeah. Uh, Lance Johnson, what is the safe word? Yeah, I don't know. I Biologics. Do, I, I don't know. I, I, mm, what do you say to her kids? Because it's their mom and dad. Can you imagine the mom jokes that are going to be made if those if she does have two boys? It's the mom and dad. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, Strider's got another strike out here. How many is it? Let me check. Let me let me let me confirm real quick. Live. Is that six? Please Oof. be six, please. That would be rough for me if that was six. And of course, my internet doesn't work now, so you know. It's... Yeah, I'm thinking that I'm in trouble here because uh, it's probably it's five. It's five Ks. It's five Ks through four innings. But he's also thrown 75 pitches. Yeah. And you are 16 games up in right the division. Right on the edge, dude. Right on the edge here. Boyd Lake says those uh, poor kids, yes. True public servant, stop. <laughs> At school the next day. What? Yeah, like I don't know how old her kids are. I have no idea. Um, they can't be. She's youngish. I mean, if you look at this picture of her. She doesn't look like she's in her 50s, right? I mean, her kids are probably... Yeah, but if you got a cell phone, you're going to run into this, even if you're a kid. Yeah. At some point, it's going to be put in front I of you. I can't think her kids are school age yet, but they will be. This is never going away. No. This is never going oh. away. N- no. Um, is there a bigger weird trauma than seeing your parents have sex? There is not. There is not. No, there's not. Greg Hawkins, I'm comfortable with a lot in front of a camera, and still, that's a bit far. You can't... I just... Um, it's you guys understand the minute you send a picture or a video off your cell phone, that's a nude or you doing something that's a felony and people are like, no, no, it's not. It's fine. Uh, conference commissioner Gumby. Why would you, well, you're a jerk. Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> the safe word is meteorological. Hey, this guy. Uh, yeah, I, mm. No. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, well, at least she can run on a platform of strong family marriage. They're very close, apparently. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I never wanted to see my parents um, <clears throat> engaged in those activities. No. Imagine she gets up on the stage at her, her little mini rallies, and she's like, yeah, you know, I was, just, I was just side hustling. You know, I was doing everything I could do to, you know, fund the campaign. Good luck with that. How do you explain this away? You're always, everybody you work, everybody you know has seen that video now. Yeah. There's not a politician in in Virginia. I think this is, there's not a politician who hasn't seen it. Yeah. I have to think it's out there. Readily available, right? I mean, I have to think it's out there. Uh, Gary Wolf, at what point does child services intervene? Never, because they didn't do anything to harm their kids. I didn't do anything, yeah. These were two consenting adults making a video. That they, yeah. Uh, The dad took her, no, no. (laughs) Guy, guy, come on, dude. Hugh Janus. Any, as for political problems, uh, yes, but there's been worse. uh, As for your public life and family life, good luck at Thanksgiving trying to talk to grandma about pies. Dude, bro. Uh, A lot. Dude, that's not good. You like what do you say to her dad? What do you say to the husband's mom? Um, oh my god. I, but I beg you to talk to your kids about this stuff in all seriousness. And I, I know it pisses people off when I say this. Pornography is the great destroyer of men. 
I just cannot say it enough. If you are somebody that avidly watches porn, this is what happens to you. You wind up in these situations where you do things you wouldn't normally do, but you create these false expectations. And I just, I, mm, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yes, Andy, seriously, bring this up with your teenagers today. Do it. Talk about it. Be open with your kids. Um, kids' future Freud patients, indeed. Um, she's moving to another country. Have to. Yeah. How is Italy these days? Uh, Jeremy Callahan, there is never, this is never going away. Yeah, I can attest to that, honey, says Art Bryles. Nice, uh, dude. Nice. Giggity. So, anyone know where to find the video? <laughs> How many of you have watched it already? Um. I have, I, I didn't look for it, but, hmm. Uh, Salty Drunk, can you send me a link to that video site, Monty? No. Do they install a stripper pole on stages for her rallies? Oh, my God. Dude, chill, bro. Chill. Damn, Callahan. You ought to know you bought it. Greg Hawkins, side hustling or hustling from the side. Easy. Honestly, I'd start stroking, guys. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, now all of a sudden, this jerk Sanchez can't stop getting dudes out. Yeah, uh, what, what's that looking like for you right now? Real quick fantasy uh, prize picks daily fantasy update. Ooh. Christopher Sanchez is only four outs away. Strider's four strikeouts away. Sanchez might be the one to pipe me on this. Yeah, Sanchez is... Damn. And I felt like that was a pretty safe pick, too. Me, too. Now, it'd be nice if Olsen and Rutschman would get hits. <laughs> uh, guys like stroking not to golf. Stop. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Gary Wolf. And does she have a stripper pole on the campaign stage? Boyd Lake, what do you tell your kids? I don't even know. If you get caught in this lady's situation, because in all likelihood, if she had just stayed being a nurse practitioner, this never comes out. Nope. But you wanted to become a politician. You wanted to become famous is my guess, right? You wanted to become famous. And now all of a sudden, so what do you say? Well, listen, little Jeffy. Um, Mommy. Hey, guys. They showed me a picture, and it was you and Daddy. Um, and they kept talking about dogs and stuff, and Hiscock. I don't understand it. Hiscock. You know, like, I don't know what you say to your kids. I'm serious. <laughs> I think you don't bring it up until they bring it up. How do you explain this? Because I, I really don't know. Let's go. Get, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Bro, you okay over there? Almost choked on my own snot when Olsen flew out again. 0 for 3. Jeremy Callahan, sadly, there are uh, super <laughs> that do things they will never get uh, drugged through the mud for that are in the grand scheme of things far worse. Yes, I would agree with that. All right, a uh, couple more. Greg Hawkins, Susanna Gibson, Brooks Kepka. That's when I just start stroking, guys. Wow. Honestly, I start stroking, guys. Wow. You got to get stroked. Giggity, we know she won't be paying hush money to side pieces since she's getting it at home. Oh, my God. I need to go home. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? I think I've hit it every time. Oh, Daniel Diction, she's famous now. Yeah, she is. And listen, she's... <clears throat> does, she, does she win? Does she win this election? Dude, I, you can't tell me in 2023 you think this is like the end of the world for a politician. 
Donald, come on now, Donald Trump had far worse than this mm -hmm. and got elected. I mean, you cannot tell me that this is the end of the world. He's got to spin gal. it into being a victim to win. You know, I, I just, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, yeah, she probably does. Bennett says, yes, she wins. She probably does. Uh, let's see. Roland Hubert says she will win. Jeff Woodworth wins by a landslide now. Do you believe? Yeah. Tarrant County by a landslide. Uh, Trump is a male, though. It matters. Well, that's very true. We apply different standards of sexual misconduct to women and men. Okay, we're, yeah, it's different shows. Yeah, different shows. Different show. All right, there you go. Appreciate all of you uh, watching the show today. Please hit the like button. Um, if you are not subscribed to the show, please consider subscribing. We are very close to 36,000. 36,000, uh, 35,861. Oh, are you subscribed? Tell your friends. Bring us to work with you tomorrow. Spread the Monty show. No, well, I'm not. No, see, I'm not a politician or running for office. That was just a slip of the tongue. Okay, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.